Hello, welcome to Real Point Exchange. Tonight, we are going to be playing a special game for you. We are beginning our campaign, uh, the Red Market campaign, use that twice, called Elevation, and running it for us is Sean. Sean, could you introduce yourself and this great uh, campaign and subsequent other book we're going to be using? <laughs> uh, it's me. It's Sean. I'm back, finally. I haven't been here in forever. Uh but I'm here to run games. We're going to play through Elevation, which is the very first job line published for Red Markets. Uh, just so happens to be written by yours truly. Uh, you know, little flex there. Um, we're also going to be playing with some uh, extra sweet equipment from the Veblen Goods book that I co-wrote with Matt Campen. Uh, so just so everybody knows, uh, each of the characters got one free item out of the Veblen Goods book. Um, basically as enticement for the horrible things I'm going to inflict upon them. Um, going to be playing out of Elevation, like I said. Uh, it's a Enclave supplement in a job line. The Enclave itself is built around a massive set of grain elevators out in the Midwest, just out the, off the Great Plains. Um, we're going to jump right into it, basically, uh, get everybody introducing characters and everything like that, because we got a a lot of stuff to get through before we can get to the end of this deal. Uh, so joining us tonight, uh, we have Adam, obviously, who just did his intro. Uh, Brownie is here. Chris is here. And Nick is here. So we'll just go right down the list alphabetically, guys. Introduce yourself. Introduce your character. And tell us what goodies you're playing with. All righty. Sounds great, Will. I need no introduction. So I will go ahead and tell you. Well, fuck it. I'm Adam again, and I will be playing Skids. I kind of built this character as a stealth sneaking around kind of melee person. I will be using one of the custom uh, tough spots developed by Nick. I am playing as a runner. It's my tough spot, which basically, uh, as I scroll through the document that I thought I had opened up, Fuck, guys, I'm going to have to edit this. I don't see it on there. Like, Nick, I'm only looking at a screenshot. I, I clicked on... I got it. I got it. Guys, I figured out the internet. It's easy. I clicked on the picture of the Google Doc, but not the actual Google Doc. All right? Okay. So, I will be playing with this custom tough spot created by Nick, and I will be playing as a runner slash messenger, which basically equates to... Ration spent to a test confer a plus two bonus instead of plus one. The downside, because when the Lord giveth, the Lord certainly taketh, I lose one haul. So I had to add an extra strength in there just for this ability. So, you know, kind of a double edge. Now, as far as this beautiful, beautiful Veblen Goods uh, deal, I've actually got one and I purchased one. I will be using the submachine gun from the Bevel Goods. I have also went out and because I don't like spending charges, I paid off the Hungry with extended mag and I'm also using a silencer with it. So it looks real fun. I can't wait to try that out. And on the side note, I've also picked up a jar full of leeches. Yes, a jar full of leeches. Now, not only are they the most perfect pet in the world, but you can also attach them to you if you fear that you have been infected. And at a narrative appropriate time, which for those of you who played with the 10K, uh, listened to the 10K campaign, the GM tried to bite my face off at a very narratively appropriate time. Fuck you too, Chris. You were involved in that. But uh, <laughs> basically, the uh, the virus will kill the leeches. So the leeches are kind of like canaries. And instead of a whale, they're in my body. Wait, that's a horrible analogy. Chris, save me from myself. No, I'll save you, Adam. 
So, <laughs> oh god, the alphabet! I fucked it up. <laughs> that English degree has let me down again. So hi, my name's Brownie. Uh, tonight I'll be playing Vaughn. He's a mechanical and techie-oriented character who made the way his way from the West, but not quite all the way, and that's why he's here in the Lost with you tonight. Um, my beta custom top spot is Madcap. Uh, any will used on skill rolls uh, upgrades a success and failure to a crit success, a crit failure to a success, but it gives the market uh, a negative piece of will to use on me at a time that is most opportune uh, for the market. Uh, for my freebie Veblen Good, I picked up anti-personnel mines, and because I couldn't help myself, I, with my own money, upgraded it to incendiary. Uh, and since I did that, I couldn't afford a toolkit, so instead I spent the one I had left on a multi-tool, which is also an amazing Veblen Good. I'm surprised you didn't go for the weaponized tool? Eh, you know, maybe next time. Okay. All right, well, up next, uh, since we're, we, we're going by the alphabets, C comes after B. I'm Chris. Sean's GMing Nemesis. And uh, today I'll be playing Decoy who is a crack shot um, who helped save the uh, uh, Enclave of Elevation from when they were taken over by slavers or uh, raiders. Um, His custom tough spot is Crash Hero, which means that uh, I I have a permanent positive rep spot that that will only be burned away if I use it to burn off a negative rep spot. And I have two weak spots because of that. So my first weak spot is I'm a Crash Hero and I want you to know it. Uh, my second weak, weak spot is I have I have a PhD at shooting rats, so I don't really have as much experience as I want people to believe. And my soft spot is hospitality is sacred. My uh, free Veblen good was smoke grenades that um, I automatically upgraded to tear gas. So what that means is uh, you throw a smoke grenade, it creates a field of smoke that obstructs vision for the remainder of the combat, and tear gas is a cloud that deals stun to chest and grants opposition to plus three to avoid being seen by targets. And uh, I have a secondary uh, Veblen good that I bought myself, which is the hunting rifle, which is a uh, long-range rifle that that does kill damage, has plus one, gives me a plus one shoot per per, uh, kill, and is loud. So uh, I'm not going to go silent this deadly night. Okay, I guess that brings it to me. Hi, I'm Nick. I'll be playing uh, Nex. Uh, I'm a uh, merchant who took up shop in Elevation, but I didn't exactly want to play by the uh, the big factions uh, rules that governs the trade out of Elevation. So they kind of ran me out of business, which led me to, to resort to taker work. Um, my tough spot is merchant. Um, when buying equipment of upkeep four or less with a successful networking check per piece of gear, that gear can be purchased at just the upkeep instead of upkeep times two. Uh, the downside is uh, my references take two bounty to pay back instead of one, and all my references start at strained. Uh, my Vemblem Goods ob- uh, item that I'll be starting with is the Stingray, uh, so I could uh, uh, intercept Ubic addresses, locations, messages, uh, possibly hijack Ubic devices, um, and I uh, optimize that to buy off the hungry aspect um i also have a submachine gun like uh, adam but i had to pay for that all right so um since we're doing the the job line itself <clears throat> instead of normally uh, shopping for a job uh, like you would for red markets uh basically what i'm going to say is that uh our industrious and wonderful merchant uh and our negotiator nick um or next uh has already discovered that the head honcho of your entire enclave uh, is actually looking for some people to do a job for him. Uh, 
Uh, it's a very hush-hush kind of thing. Uh, in fact, um, you do know that you will have to sign an NDA agreement before you can actually go talk to him about the job. So you, if you guys want to take it, uh, you'll have to like agree right off the bat, like any kind of uh, you know talking about the job or letting anything get out. Um, you will be punished severely, if not outright, just gotten rid of for violating that. Uh, that NDA seems kind of shady, guys. I don't think we should go for it. <laughs> Cost of doing yeah. business. Yeah, yeah, cool. Denying the premise. <laughs> I mean, that's the, that's, the, that's the perfect way to go, right? Like, set out to do the thing. Let's absolutely not do the thing. Now, Sean, I would like to punch a uh, aberrant, please. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> Is that the uh, Red so- Marcus version of buying a vowel? <laughs> right. Uh, so basically, what, what I'm going to say is how we'll, we'll just jump right into this deal. Um, since it's our very first game, um, I still want to go ahead and do vignettes with your dependents um, so we can get a good uh, introduction to everybody. Since we're actually not doing a one-shot this time, uh, which is weird, um, we're going to need to do that because we're going to get to meet them over and over again. Um, so who wants to go first with doing a vignette with a dependent, and then we'll, we'll jump on into the negotiation stuff? I'll go ahead and jump in here. That's fine. So, as I mentioned before, I'm playing Skids, and uh, Skids' personal life, as is right now, is uh, she is taking care of her brother's child. Her brother was a taker who went out on a job, and it's been a long time, and he hasn't came back yet. So, she is has assumed, con- uh, you know, custody, I guess, for lack of a better term, since there's really nothing to enforce that of uh, Nick's uh, four-year-old daughter. I would call her Jessica. And while like, I know it's not going to be great role-playing to you know, play the child, I think that um, you know, a caretaker or someone like that, if you could uh, work that in, or if anybody wants to do the, the child, that's fine too. Somebody better jump on that grenade or I'm going to start assigning roles to people. Oh, man. Hmm. Uh, I could be Jessica if you want. Okay. That's, that sounds good. Or I tell you or what. Or you said you said her caretaker when you're out on the job. I, I tell I'll you do what. That. If if I can suggest something, just because I'm like throw it out if you want to. Not not at all a problem. But I would say that um, she, if we were keeping on a regular track of immunizations that children would have in a pre-class civilization, I'd say that uh, this could actually be a pedi- uh, a pediatric doctor. Or something like that, if you'd rather kind of play that kind of scene out. Or caretaker. Uh, you just whatever suits you, man. Sure. I'll, I think caretaker is good. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, Adam, what is the name of basically your babysitter for while you're out on the job? Mm, Lori. <laughs> She's actually black math. <laughs> <laughs> What's the child soldiers called? <laughs> There's no escaping the child soldiers. Uh, okay. So. The next question is, what kind of vignette do you want to do, sir? I, th- I think this is a uh, bearing a burden. All right. So to get things started, um, I'm going to suggest that you guys are meeting uh, somewhere in the boys market, uh, maybe a place that uh, you know sells something that you're trying to buy for uh, your dependent um, that your caretaker, Lori, can take back uh, since you're getting ready to leave on a job. Um, and then Lori's going to obviously need something more from you. Um, 
Yeah. So the the boys market is basically like the big uh, the big market area for the enclave itself. Um, anything and everything is both for sale and or uh, able to be uh, acquired here. Um, so what is it that we're looking for? Oh, Lord. I don't want the, not not the burden for Lori, but I, what is it that you're going to buy for Lori to give to your dependent? You know what? I th- I feel like that the burden would be food. <clears throat> I feel like this isn't a free kind of service and stuff like that. So like like I'm basically paying her with rations, so to speak, or floating her grocery bill. Okay. Um. Well. Um. What exactly uh is her food schedule supposed to be like? Like what what are you looking for here? Did you say poop schedule? <laughs> food schedule. Food schedule. Okay, that that's the deaf man. I'm not trying to make a joke here. No, that's fine. Uh, you know what I'm looking for here is I'm I'm keeping her family fed while I'm keeping my my daughter fed. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So do you want to start the scene? Yeah. Go okay. ahead. Okay. Um. Well. Uh. Th- thank oh, hey, you for uh, for uh, for helping me with the shopping and everything. It, it's uh, nice of you to to help foot the food bill, especially when you're going to be gone for a while. Yeah, I, I appreciate you taking care of her. I mean, I, I I don't know how I don't know how I could do what I do to keep me and her fed, you know, without being able to go out and work and stuff like this. So I I, I can't thank you enough. No, of of course. You know, I've I've always wanted to 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 work with children. Of course, that's hard to do now since the crash. But um, thank you for for paying me what little you can to to survive as well. It's all it's hard for everybody out here. All right. So, what extravagant thing does Lori want that doesn't really fit into the the normal bill? Salt. Hmm. Like some of these items, Lori, it just seems like, I mean, I, I appreciate what you're doing and stuff like that, but I mean, you know, we could, you could get two of this for what I'm paying for one of this. I mean, like, are well, you sure this is what we need? It's, this is better for her. Uh, um, you know, I, I have like, uh, I've, I've read some books about taking care of kids. This, this will have better nutritional value. She'll, she'll get, she'll be strong. Um, it, it's better for her. If 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 you bought these, I mean, I, 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 looking at uh, checking her Ubeck uh, balance that she has, like, okay, okay. Um, I mean, sure, I mean yeah. if you if you can't pay up front, I mean, you, you so could always I'm do gonna, it after the job. But mm-hmm. I'm going to interject here and say that uh, as you check your Ubeck balance, you pull it up on your Ubeck specs, and you um, you're looking through at the the zeros rolling by on the account balances. Realizing that you you're basically going to have to take out like a loan uh, or you know credit to be able to buy this stuff in the first place, uh, you also realize that um, as you're standing there doing doing nothing um, and unable to feed your dependent, let alone the people watching your dependent, um, go ahead and make me a self control check. All righty, let's see. God, I got two in that. So first row. That is. Fuck, man, we're already going into a loss. That's uh, eight and eight. Ties go to the market. Okay, uh, so go ahead and lose one to stress. Okay. Uh, as you realize that you, you literally have no money, you've spent it all on stuff for you to go out on this job that's coming up, uh, and you literally don't have the money left to feed your dependents while you're gone. Okay. And I'm worried, like, what happens if I don't come back? What's going to happen to her? And, like, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's you know way to start it off right, Adam. 
Good job. <gasps> who, who wants to be next? All right, I have an idea, but I'd want I want to run it past you first, John. So I like the idea that one of my characters is now it is that my character's dependent is one of the uh, one of the ranch hand family, and for some reason he's kick he's kicking decoy out to work on the farm, and decoy doesn't quite to work as a taker, and decoy doesn't know why. So this is Paul. <laughs> okay, I'm good with that. And I'd like to engage the community by or by uh, doing something. Do you all know what aflatoxins are? No, I do not, Chris. Please tell me more. An aflatoxin is a type of mold-based toxin that grows on grain. Um, in humans, it's not particularly dangerous in small quantities, but in large quantities, it can, it can lead to cirrhosis and liver failure. Um, it's extremely dangerous in dogs. So uh, we are taste testing the grain on dogs. <laughs> All right, Chris. Horrible. I love it. If, if you wanted me to play this, I mean, I can. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to do that. <laughs> okay. I just thought, I, I thought, Adam, you can, you know, play your best. You do you, boo. So be callous towards animals. Okay, yeah, uh, I got that. <laughs> So we're like set the scene. So we're we're sitting there. I'm the hey, farmer, and we're testing the food out. Uh, I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna say this. Um, so you guys are actually up in the top of the elevators at the top of the grain silos. Um, so you're like 200 some odd feet up in the air. Uh, you're inside though, so like vertigo is probably not too big of a problem. Um, but there's like really janky, rickety old um, catwalks that go over the top of the grain. Uh, and the elevator's elevation has continued to circulate the grain so that it doesn't settle and mold and get nasty for the most part. Uh, you know, some of it's been lost over time, especially at the very beginning when they weren't taking care of it all appropriately. Hence the um, animal testing now. Hence the animal testing now. Uh, so actually what you guys are doing is you're, you're escorting dogs across these walkways on the top and you take random samples of the grain, uh, make sure that the dogs are you know okay eating it. Um so that's where the the scene will be, and I will leave it to you two to uh, <laughs> uh, have fun with this. Hmm. So as I carry a dog across the catwalk, uh, it's a little. It's I guess this dog here is called a sooner because it's sooner. One kind of dog is another. He looks at you and kind of grins a little bit. You don't uh, respond. No, I do not. <laughs> Hell far. I tell you what, I got me a bachelor's degree and uh. Music theory? I didn't think I'd be doing this. What? Why did you become a, a, a rancher, Paul? Well, that's the only thing I'm good at doing. <laughs> I'm just a simple... God damn it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just a simple country millionaire. I grew up doing this kind of stuff, but I had enough about me. Like, I kind of look back and notice that you kind of crate on your dog a little yeah. bit. Son, I wouldn't get too damn attached to them things. You know, Paul, I, I wanted to be a, a vet before the crash. Yeah. Yeah, I, a lot of people want to be a lot of things, but, and, you know. Then you took me hunting. <laughs> so, here's what you're going to do. So, I go up to the next sample. Like, my my buddy, uh, Jethro, he tried to feed these animals last week, and I like, oh, got one of them got real sick and stuff like that. But, you know what? We kind of shoveled the top off. We think we got most of the, most of the mold, mold out of here. So, uh, why don't you go ahead and, uh, like, let me try this out. So as the dog, um, 
he just the farmer just basically shoves the dog's face into into the bow and stuff like that. I mean, the thing, of course, you would have to come up here and scream while I'm playing a game. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I mean, just the dog didn't want to eat. He's just kind of holding it. You see his tail tucked between his back legs and stuff like that. And eat, come on, man, I ain't got all damn day. Eat, eat. Give it some time, Paul. Just give it some time. Hold on. Hey, you see him just trying to take. And now I'm I'm not like glorifying this stuff, but he kind of opens his mouth a little bit and just grabs a, a handful and just kind of like tries to pack it in his mouth. Like so what would that be if you see like the person you're working with? Well actually he finishes up. Dog is like done eating, gagging. Like, hell we'll find out in a few minutes, but I may not have got a good enough uh test of the sample. Why don't you go ahead? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> okay uh so i'm gonna say chris either you and you can you can you can go ahead and force feed your own dog there some grain and we can call it a, a day on the end of that or i can we can cut it off here and i'll give you a little um horrible memory to go out on let's go with a little horrible memory for later just okay. really really let that blow up in my face so as you sit there and you you're you're torn between like your dad says hey i need you to do this this is you know the work that we're doing and your obligation to them also remember the the awful pit that's out just outside the fences of elevation where you've thrown the carcasses of many a dog now because they've eaten bad grain and you you just kind of get stuck in that memory for a minute until your dad finally smacks you on the side of the head and says, boy, get to work. So uh, go ahead and make me a, a self-control check. You got a boss. All right. First self-control check of the day. I do not make it. Yay. Go ahead and take one to stress because not only are you trying to probably kill a dog by making them eat this, you're also disappointing your father. <laughs> I oh, it's good times. I've missed look- playing Red Market. You get that look. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Oh no, that's why that's why I take the stress. <laughs> oh, that's it. That's it right there. That's so terrible. Oh man. All right. So who wants to go next? I can go next. All right, next. What do we got? Uh I was thinking of having a vignette with Steve, my old business partner, in our very, very empty shop that we still have. Because we paid rent for it up front as part of the deal. That right, sounds good to me. Uh, Brownie, you want to play the business partner today? Sure. Okay. okay. So basically, the uh, the background on this um, okay. for next uh, next and Steve, I guess essentially, um, you guys came to Elevation hoping to open up shop. Uh, you had to beg, borrow, steal, and most definitely bribe your way in. Uh, to getting a place to open up a business. Uh, the minute you opened up a business, um, basically the um, the shipping hands, which is the main faction in the in the enclave that controls the the market area, um, blacklisted you guys. Uh, you couldn't afford to buy anything to keep goods in your store. Um, you couldn't like you, you immediately sold out of stuff. Uh, the minute you you know you, the minute you opened up and people bought anything, you couldn't replace it. Um, you haven't been able to make rent, paid rent in advance, but it's about to come due. Uh, you don't have any inventory, and you're basically trying to figure out what the hell you're going to be doing. Yeah, and uh, the the business that we were doing was like a security business, like uh, electronics or just uh, an assessment of 
uh, people's security and do recommendations or like when carpet armor was big right at the beginning of the crash, we, we got a little bit of that going nicely. But nowadays it's just anything having to do with security or defense or anything like that. Your contractors. Yeah. <laughs> so I would say I'm in our kind of empty shop, just shifting a pile of packet uh, pallets back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, staring at you. <laughs> don't, don't, don't worry there, Steve. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get, we'll get some money. We'll, we'll, uh, get this place full again uh I, you know I, I can only do this so long i can only rotate inventory looking at the pallets for so long before we just lo- we lose this place well that's 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 why i'm going over the fence um I'll, I'll make us some cash um to to restock some inventory and um maybe maybe if we're, we're lucky make enough cash so we can can uh, move to a different enclave and, and set up shop there um but uh yeah i'm I'll I'll fix this. I, I got us into this. I'll I'll get us out of it. Don't 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 you worry there, Steve. I don't know how many more enclaves we can try to move to. Well, we just keep keep moving east. Just keep moving east, and finally we'll 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 get over the wall. Uh, you know, just just go where we can. Um, we we've I been doing did... this for a while. I mean, I, I just don't know how much longer I can do it. I I need to have something turn around here. Well, you'll you'll see it. You'll see it. I'll, I'll I'm going out on a job in a few. Uh, in a little bit, uh, I'll I'll come back and you'll see the bounty. Uh, you just got to be strong, especially with me not here. Watch out for those uh, those hands people. Uh, make sure they don't do anything to the shop while I'm gone. I'll make sure these palaces are still here when you come back. Thank, thanks, Steve. I can, I can always trust you. <laughs> okay, uh, that actually seems that was short and sweet, but it seems like a really great place to stop when <laughs> Steve points out, literally you said protect the empty pallets. Uh, roll me a self-control check, please. Sure. That is a failure. Six out okay. of ten. Would you like to lose, because I have two great ideas for this, would you like to lose a point of stress or would you like to lose a point of detachment? <laughs> so either fuck Steve or fuck your business. <laughs> I, I, I'm loyal and true, so I feel like I'd go with the stress. Okay, uh, so the stress is literally just like, yeah. I mean, you're you're going out to risk your life to get you know, eaten by casualties to save a business that literally has no business. Like, you are you are the quintessential money pit at this point in time. Everything you've got is put into the absolute quintessential money pit. We'll, we'll eventually be able to to get out of here. Just just keep throwing money at it. That that'll solve the problem. <laughs> That totally is going to fix it. Just, yes, sink all the bounty. So I guess that just leaves me. Uh, my only dependent is L, uh, who is my wife. Uh, I would say that we're living in Pallet Town, and she uh, just can't take take the constant jostling and the noise and just needs to be distracted somehow. Yeah, won't Professor Oak shut the fuck up? Probably not, no. Eh, eh, Pallet Town, eh. Yeah. Uh, uh. I would it's probably Professor Pine, honestly. Those would be some nice palettes if it was oak. <laughs> I would say is looking for either to move somewhere nicer or even just earplugs, honestly. <laughs> that's that's not a not a bad idea. Uh so who wants to play L? Uh I guess that leaves me. I haven't played anyone yet. Okay. Well, I'm heading out on another job again. Um <laughs> Great! So it'll just be me here, all alone, listening and listening and I mean, listening. 
I mean, we've talked about this. We're safe here. It doesn't matter if we're safe if if we're in hell. I mean, yeah, I, I'm not gonna get I'm not gonna get eaten, but I'm gonna lose my mind with all this noise. Well, I, I mean, we, we just don't make enough money to move up, up into the up high. I mean, I mean, what else can I do? I don't know, Vaughn. You're the you're the clever one. Uh, we drew we drew straws to see who would go out, and you you won, so you can do it. Figure it out. I'll do what I can. I'll 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 think of something. Fine. Be safe while I'm out there. You too. Okay. I love you. I love you too. Okay. So, um, essentially, your your wife is saying like the uh, the tarp that we live underneath is not good enough for me anymore. Um, the problem is is that there is no way in hell that you can afford to move out of the tarp. So yeah, uh, you know, making your wife happy is going to be uh, a chore. Definitely. Maybe a thicker tarp. <laughs> if we get two tarps, it'd be totally better. Right. <laughs> That'll work. So, so once again, let's have a self-control check, sir. All right. Uh, it's a four over two with a two one in self-control. So I guess a five over two. Awesome. Hey, somebody can succeed. We're doing great, guys. Hey. Uh, the the first four rolls were night. Three of them were failures. It's hell yeah. Good. That's a good sign, right? Just getting it out it's fine. Okay, uh, so after vignettes, we're gonna go. We normally we'd go hunting for a job. Uh, so what I'm gonna say is that uh, Nex has already burnt his uh, work action and has gotten the information that, that uh, uh, Jeb is looking for people to do this job and with the NDA agreement and all that stuff. Uh, so the other three of you can all take a. Um, a work action to find out details on the job and everything like that, like normal. All right. <laughs> well, we what get a can free, I do? We get a free spot from uh, Crash Hero, so we don't need as many as we uh, as we might need previously without a um, benefit <laughs> spot. We've got Decoy with us. Have you seen what Decoy can do? Decoy's fucking crazy. <laughs> he jumped down that elevator. Pistols in both hands, headshotting raiders as he descended okay i've got a fun one uh resistance to get into an indiana jones style drinking game with somebody (laughs) um to find out more information about the job so basically i'm like challenging one of the ranch hand leaders to a drinking contest okay uh so are you wanting to find out something about the or do you want to find out about the job itself since you guys already know who your client is going to be? Um, let's find out something about the job itself. Okay. Uh, so you can get like a, um, like what kind of job it is. You can get an equilibrium price. Uh, you can get competition for the job. Let's go with competition. Okay. Uh, so go ahead and make me a resistance. So this, we use the, uh, some of the worst grain to make, uh, Elevation brand vodka. Mm-hmm. It doesn't get filtered because that's expensive. <laughs> sure doesn't. Uh, that is a four over one. <laughs> okay. Uh, so you managed to uh, drink this guy under the table. Um, and then you get to find out uh, that the cowboys uh, have been up to talk to Jeb recently. Uh or Jed, I said Jeb, Jed, recently. Um, the Cowboys are a local group. They're not out of elevation itself. They're one of the other enclaves that are uh, nearby. Um, 
but they're basically a, a regional college rodeo team that survived the crash. Um, they all have horses, um, very much into the cowboy kind of thing. They're also very well known for being uh, adrenaline junkies, and they're all about going fast, going hard, and doing stuff that makes them say yeehaw. Uh, so it's very likely, since they've been up to see Jed, that they are probably going to be looking at the same job you are. Well, I'll tell you what, it was worth the information, but my my piss is going to catch fire next time I uh, pee near a candle. <laughs> All right, who else has got an idea for finding out some information here? Hmm. Um, I could uh, be chatting with somebody who works with Jed, uh, trying to help them fix their tarp with my mechanic skills, um, trying to figure out if they know what he's, uh, he's going to be offering on the job. Okay. So I guess nine over four on a mechanics role to help someone out and just be chatting with them while I'm working on their tarp with them. Uh, and you're wanting the, the price, right? Is what you're the wanting? The price, yes. Okay. Tarp repairs. Um, well, so shack repair, yeah. Shantytown repairs. Um, so basically, you know that um, the guy that you're working with um, has basically heard rumors that um, Jed was putting away like his own money, like stashing a little bit off the side to be able to start getting some stuff going on like a side gig, like he's not keeping anybody else at all in the loop on. Um, and so they know for sure that he's got about six bounty set aside at the moment. And so it's not, not a lot of money, uh, but there is always negotiations to make sure that you can get paid better. Six starting, huh? Mm-hmm. We're going to have to do something about that. <laughs> I mean, if, if we could find some way for me to shoot the economy, <laughs> <laughs> Loudly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, hmm. Maybe drive up the price. Does that happen this round? That's a negotiation. Uh, that's, technically, that's in negotiations, yeah. So we'll do that during actually negotiations, won't we? So so I guess... You can still, will... you can still find out like what the job's going to be about. All right. Yeah, I'm going to try uh, road networking on that then, Sean. Okay. So basically, yeah, I'm going to go talk up. Some people, my brother had some friends that were worked like were kind of in the up and up and in the community. So mm-hmm. let's see, okay, that is a seven over one. My win. Okay, um, you actually uh, get told um, that your your friend here um, has worked for a guy that used to import shoes. Like he used to hire takers to go out and raid like. Uh, sporting goods stores and stuff like that specifically for shoes. Um, And Jed had actually hit this guy up a few weeks back inquiring on the pricing to get shoes. Um, Not like for his family, but like he was looking to buy like, uh, you know, like five to six uh, pairs of shoes and like to have a a array of sizes available. Like he was going to outfit somebody with shoes. Uh, So you can kind of infer from that that whatever it is that he's looking to be done for him, um, it's going to require you guys to do some significant hoofing. Oh, God, I hope a lot of gift spot. A lot of walking. Gift spot, sweet kicks. <laughs> I just about wrote that as the gift spot for the job, actually. Okay. That's all the information we could find before negotiations, right? Um, I will say that since you already know who the client and everything is, that I would let you, because you've got one more, I think this has got one more action, right? Yeah, I haven't done that anything done yet. Oh, yeah, yeah, you both have one action. Um, you could find out a spot on the client if you wanted to. Okay. I'll, uh, I could find a spot on the client. I will do... 
How about uh, let's? I'll do some networking. Chat up okay. with some people. See what they have to say about him. Uh, we'll do a uh, weak spot, I guess. Or would you do tough spot? Because that's about the job. Uh, it, I'll say let's do for the client specifically. So it'd be either the weak or the soft. Okay. Let's go with uh, weak then. I'll just chat up. Uh, I will not be using my laptop for this. I'll be saving that. Because if we have to walk long distances, I prefer to conserve my battery. That is success, 12 over 8. Okay. Uh, and I'm sorry, did you want the weak or the soft? Weak, please. Uh, so Jed's weak spot is that he ain't no country bumpkin. Um, so he's born and raised in rural Oklahoma. He dresses like a cowboy. He's got a, a felt cowboy hat. He wears pearl snaps. Uh, he wears Wrangler jeans that he still starches somehow. It must be nice to be rich and famous like he is. He can actually afford to have that done. Um Despite the fact that he looks like a country bumpkin, he's actually a well-educated guy, and he's got a pretty darn good head for business. Uh, so he really can't stand it when people just take him at face value and don't respect uh, the, the the brains behind him, basically. Okay. Uh, so with that, uh, we will move into negotiations proper. Um, so you guys decide you're going to go talk to Jed about the job that he's got on offer. Um, basically next gets called up to Jed's office way up in up high, uh, at the very top of the head houses. Uh, that's about 300 feet in the air. Um, literally as safe as one could possibly be from a casualty and still be in the loss. Um, there's just absolutely no way that a casualty would ever get up. They couldn't climb up or anything like that. Um, you're as, you're as safe as you could possibly get. The view up here is spectacular over the Great Plains. Uh, the sunsets are particularly amazing, even you know, if I do say so for myself living out here. Um, his office is literally like 20 feet by 30 feet. It's just an office at the top of this grain elevator. Like You could put six families in here if you really tried to and let them be safe and far, far away from the elements and the casualties. This is just his office. Uh, he actually invites you up. He's got some freshly baked bread. Um, another great thing about being the head honcho of a great vast store of grain, uh, he can just make sure that he has fresh baked goods sitting around and ready. Um, he offers you a seat and a slice of homemade bread. Tells you that it's his, his uh, grandma's recipe for sourdough. Uh, and that you basically you have to try it. He doesn't... Uh, he must insist that it's just that good. Um, so, leadership to determine if you go first or I go first, sir. Or how many rounds we've got, I guess, technically. Okay, I have a plus three to leadership, so let's see what I get. Uh, that is a ten over one. One. So we get five full rounds. Okay. Um, he does, you know, the inviting you in, tells you to grab a seat, all that jazz. Um, he's his boots up on the desk and leans back in his chair uh, and basically just lets you, uh, I'm going to let you go first. Because um, he's just going to sit back and listen to your pitch, essentially. Okay. Before I get into it, I think we skipped over the most important one of the most important parts. What's the name of our taker crew? Oh, That's true. Shit. We didn't figure that in advance. Really. Ooh, we're all bad Red Markets players. Mm. It's been a while. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, how about this? Freelance. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I think I think we should come up with something else. <laughs> the Huskers. Uh, if we'd all gone with food names, the Breakfast Club was a good one. <laughs> but we didn't. Hey, I would have gone with it. 
Yeah. Uh, Staff of Life. It's pretentious. <laughs> we live in a fucking grain silo. The breadwinners. Oh, there you go. There like we go. That. Especially That's since he's given me free bread. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Mm-hmm. I try. Okay. So the breadwinners. Oh. Uh. Uh. What what is and before I start, what was Jed's last name again? Jeb Jed uh, Jed Jed, Jed Jones. Jones. Uh okay. Uh Mr. Jones, thank you for um for seeing me up here in your office. The the bread was was very good, by the way. Uh I'll, if you don't mind, I'll have to take a peek at that recipe there. Um you you might have heard, but uh me and a couple of other people around the community have come together to form a taker crew. We're the uh the breadwinners. And uh, we heard that you might be uh, offering a, a job. Um, we uh, we are well qualified, uh, good in logistics. We've got our uh, our crash hero um, decoy. Uh, we've got a capable uh, runner skids who can scout for us. Um, we've got Vaughn, who's a heck of a good mechanic. Anything that you throw our way or anything we come across, we can handle. We're your, we're your, we're your crew. Well, look, I appreciate the sentiment. And I just, before we go any farther, I got to tell you, like, hands off the recipe. Like, you can't afford to look at that one. I'm, I'm just afraid to say. I completely understand, it. sir. Pull over in her grave if she knew that I'd let anybody look at that. That said, uh, I see here that you guys all did agree to the NDA. Uh, I appreciate that very much. Um, you know, it, it seems a little silly out here you know, in the end of the world and everything like that to be insisting on a deal like an NDA. But uh, I need you to understand in advance that what we're doing is important. Okay, so where we were at was that he was, he told you you couldn't afford to look at his grandma's recipe. Uh, he appreciates that you guys are willing to do the NDA. He knows it sounds ridiculous, uh, but what he's got um, in the works and coming down the pipeline um, is a big big thing and he can't afford to have uh, the public at large hear about it and he definitely can't afford to have any of his competition hear about it um, that's basically all the more that he gives on his round he's just going to basically sit back and read you uh, to get a spot off of you um, I'm going to say that it sounded like you basically were giving him a uh, I was just a doing a generic good. like my yeah. team's good move for one kind uh, of so like a persuasion probably persuasion yes uh, that is a failure. Okay. I have a, I had a tracker. There's the tracker. Okay. So with a failure, he drops down to 100% markup and you guys stay at the buyer's market. Okay. That's how we end up on the end of the first round. Uh, we have our first scam action. Who wants to take a scam action? I think Chris had an idea on how to eliminate the competition. So everyone knows cowboys love their horses. And I have a very long-range rifle. Do, do, uh, do, yes, I, you do. do I need to uh, put two and two together here? You're going to shoot their horses. I'm going to shoot a horse, particular, in particular the leader's horse. And uh, if I critically succeed, how about, it, how about uh, I accidentally kill the horse? How does that sound, Sean? Or is that a critical failure? Uh, I'm going to say a critical success or critical failure is going to kill the horse. Um, or it's going to cause the horse to be killed. Um, Injured horses often don't get the chance to see if they survive. This is uh, true. Make recovery. So if you critical in either direction, the horse will be toast. Um, 
I'm also going to call for a self-control check from you before you shoot it. Um, I mean, I've already killed a dog today. Oh, that's the deal. Given the way that that vignette went, um, if you're serious about trying to kill a horse now, after that, yeah, we're going to make another test on that, boss. That's fair. That's fair. All right, let's do the self-control first. (laughs) Yeah, 11 over (laughs) 2. Okay, yeah, no, you're good with it. You're good with it. It's no big deal. I killed I killed a dog already today. Whatever. Okay. You just keep passing the blame back to your dad. It's your dad's yeah, my dad's dog. fault. Uh, your dad Wait, killed this the is horse. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And um so I have a plus four in shoot. Mm-hmm. So this means I got a seven over four. So that's just a regular old success. Okay. Uh yeah, you managed to uh hit the horse and injure it in a way that it will obviously be able to recover fully uh, so that the Cowboys aren't going to put it down. Um, but it will be out of commission for a while. Uh, and as it was the leader's horse, uh, they are probably not going to be going after the job anymore because he wouldn't be able to keep up. Uh, I am going to ask for one more thing from you, sir. I would like a stealth check to make sure that nobody spots you being the rifleman. That was a good, that's what I was going to suggest next. Uh, 11 over 7. That's good enough then. Okay, so the competition is scared off. On the next round of negotiations, next, what you going to do? Okay. Um, uh, I think that uh, I'm just going to uh, just hype up our uh, group with persuasion again. Um, so I've heard... Um, I've I've heard uh, some rumors about what the job is. Uh, you might want to be a little bit more more secretive with the uh, with the whole job thing, because uh, especially if you want an NDA. But people are saying that uh, you're gonna have to have a crew go really far distance, far away from the enclave, good enough to maybe uh, to to be on their own out there. Um, we've got the survival skills, we've got the goods, we've got the means. We could see this job through to the end. Um, uh, so, so don't you worry. We're, 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 we're the crew you want to go with. Okay. Uh, so he basically kind of looks at you and he goes, look, I, I, I get it. Um, everybody out here, though, is equipped and capable. Like, they've proven survival skills in the loss. Like, you can't still be alive today and not have the bare minimum required for that. Um, I know that... That pitch, like, I get it, and I appreciate it, but that pitch is only going to get you so far, man, okay? And as far as me making sure that, uh, you know, I don't look, let anything out or anything like that, like a good a good guy like you that, that uh, you know, does so well with his partner, does so much for his partner. Uh, you know, I know I've heard that you guys have had a lot of uh, trouble with your business, and that's kind of what got you into this this taker stuff instead of running your uh, your tech business. And uh, I just want you to know that I appreciate uh, someone that's such a good friend as you would be, your partner, and I would expect to me if we go into business. Because uh, at that point, we'd essentially be partners too. Uh, so he's going to play your loyal and true spot. Okay. To push twice. Um, I get to defend to against in, it, right? Or I get to defend against it. Uh, but I need you to roll the defense against it, which would be the deception check, and then... Uh, you also need to make the probably another uh, persuasion for your yes for for my argument. Uh, well, I'll roll for the persuasion first. Uh, that is a success seven over six. 
And then, okay. um, uh, yes, if we agreed to work together, uh, we would have to have a better working relationship, but that doesn't necessarily make us friends, at least not first. We'd be business partners. And while, yes, I'm loyal to my friends, I need someone to earn that trust, that friendship. That's fair. Make that decision, Chixer. Uh That is a failure. 4-4. Four, four. Uh, he kind of just gives you that, like, are you kidding me? Kind of stare. Um, he doesn't say anything else. He just, like, he, he, he communicates the, uh, the, the true bullshit name kind of thing. Okay. Unless you want to use the word like uh, Chris was whispering in your ear there. But... That's entirely up to you, boss. Uh, no, I'll, I'll use a will there to uh to flip that roll. Okay, uh, that's good because he only pushes one, which means he doesn't come like way the hell down. Uh, you will go up to at value, mm-hmm. and he comes down to hazard. Yes, and then it is the next scam action. Brownie, you know what you want to do? Uh, I know what I want to do. I don't know how I want to do it necessarily. We need to up the price on this thing. Six is just too low. Uh, if you wanted to do something like that, I would say you could do um, some kind of a probably a charm skill, uh, like to spread rumors about like how dangerous it is, dangerous the like the the area is outside the enclave. Um, like you don't have to be leaving quite a ways away, so you could be saying like you know uh, the the weather, as it were, the casualty weather uh, has picked up a lot recently. Uh, stuff like that would be a good way to do it. Um, Another way to do it would be to um, you could leak some kind of information to competition of of his, like to make sure that they get direct information. Like, hey, he's hiring a taker crew for something. Um, like, you don't have anything to really give away, yet, but you could influence that so that they are more attentive to what he's doing. Uh, that would drive him to make sure that he's getting his stuff done uh, quick, fast, in a hurry, and paying top prices to ensure loyalty. I like the idea of uh, making it sound more dangerous uh, to drive up the cost. Uh, let's, let's say networking to spread that around. Okay. Yeah, essentially what it is, is you, you, if you make the networking check, you know the right people to, uh, to spread the information for you, essentially. Well, I got a zero, zero on networking. Oh, critical. I like it, sir. Uh, so that means that the price is going to go up by 10. So instead of being a base price of six, the base price will be uh, 16. And then I will also say that you can get, uh, oh. Say expenses, Sean. Say expenses. Nothing that good off of that roll. What I will say, you do so good that I will give you uh, a plus one on Nick's next roll for his uh, negotiations. I'm sure that he gets a success. And we already picked up his his weak spot, didn't we? We we should use that before we run out of time, right? You do yeah, have his gonna, weak spot. We have five rounds. I was going to save all our spots for okay. like the last few rounds. That's okay. why I've been like fumbling around at the beginning. Uh, so that is the end of round, or this, this is the start of round three, technically. It was backwards, which is the way I actually track it. But Okay. Uh, base price has gone up. Remember, Nick, you have the plus one on your next charm skill that you do for this. Yes. Um, and then it is your go again. Yes, anyone out here who's still alive has proven that they can survive. But we have an ace up our sleeve. We have Decoy, the man, the myth, the legend, the savior of the silos, the man who took on the Raiders by himself and lived, who helped keep the push and Elevation's hopes and dreams alive. Now, don't tell me you, would ne- you wouldn't want anyone 
other than him on a team doing your super secret job with him. This mission is just a, a sure thing. I'm going to use uh, uh, the, the free positive rep spot that, uh, that uh, decoy provides. I also once threw a rock at an opossum. <laughs> that too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what noise did it make, Chris? <laughs> a pig? They hiss. Okay. Some of them hiss. City boy. Uh, so you you use the rep spot. Pardon my own. Goodness gracious. Um, go ahead and make me a... Uh, oh, let's see. I'm really kind of tempted to make, call that one a uh, a deception check. Not a, not a persuasion. What? Uh, I mean, whatever you want, but... I mean, he is on our crew. He has a reputation of being a hero. Yeah, you're going to get to sway for the, the, the spot, but your presentation of that spot was awful uh show many instead of like hey there's a good reason to hire us for this job uh but i'll let you i'll go ahead and say persuasion will work ahead, uh, okay I'm, I'm a merchant i gotta be a little show many that's how i sell my goods uh so thank god i have that plus one for brownie because that's nine over eight <laughs> <laughs> okay uh so with the success that means you'll get the two push uh for his part he basically like Accepts the the showmanship with a little bit of a like raised eyebrow and a slight amount of like disbelief in his face, and he goes, "Look, I got it. Koi has got a great reputation. He earned most of it. But you also have to remember that I was the guy that started this enclave. Like I was here from the beginning too. I fought the same fights he fought. Um, I'm not putting him down in any way, shape, or form. I'm just saying that you know, years later, his reputation's gotten a little bit bigger." Every time somebody tells the stories about it, um, but he's a great guy. Don't get me wrong, and I appreciate the fact that uh, you know he is working for with you guys. That does speak volumes for the rest of you. Um, but like, I can only pay you guys so much. Just like hard earned cash allowance, right? Like you get that. Um, what I can do, since I can't just give you guys just all the money, I wish I could. It makes things a whole lot easier. Um, what I can do though, is I can give you some equipment that I've got. Um, you could also use it on this job. Uh, but it's like, you won't have to give it back or anything like that. You can just have it. Um, I don't have any use for it. It's been sitting here for quite a while. Um, if you guys can get some good out of it doing this job, that'd be fantastic. Uh, so he reaches underneath his desk and he pulls out a, a piece of GPS equipment. Uh, and he puts it on the shoes. <laughs> and he puts it on the on the desk in front of you and says, uh, like I said, free and clear to you guys. Um, you know, like I said you could probably get some use out of it on the job, but after that, like there's no I don't want it back. It's yours to keep or sell or do with as you please. Uh, so he's gonna use a gift spot on your um rep spot. So you guys would go from at value to hazard pay, and he'd go from hazard pay to at value. Right, because we were both pushing two, so it's a wash. We don't move. Uh, so where do we end up at the end? Because labor was in between. Yes, you guys stay because you both you both you both move two simultaneous. The simultaneous resolve happens, right? So you both would hit labor. You can't both occupy the same space, so you both back up. Okay. That was that was the market being an asshole to you guys and not letting you use the free rep spot, basically. Yep. I'm making sure that I could use my own free uh, gift spot. Can't, can't let you guys make too much money right from the start. Uh, 
<laughs> I'm gonna have to shoot another horse. <laughs> okay, so that was uh, the end of that round of negotiation. Now it's back to game action. All right, so I need to find his tough spot. Uh, there is a soft spot for him, and there is a tough spot for the job still. It'd probably be good to get a uh, a tough spot for the job. Yeah. All right, so yeah, I got. I think networking would be about the best thing I've got here. So yeah, you know, some of my brothers, like this is really my first job anyway, but this is some of my brother's old contacts. I always kind of keep the ear to the ground and uh, yeah, I'm going to check with them and that would be an eight over five or three. My bad, okay. but it's still success for me. Uh, so your brother's contacts happen to be with the gun hands, which is the Enclave's kind of own set of uh, in-house takers. Um, the gun hands have actually been doing a lot of scouting, you find out, uh, along the rail lines uh, going back east towards the uh, towards the recession. Like, they've gone a long way on these rail lines out to the east. Uh, when I say a long ways, I mean like literally hundreds of miles they've gone and scouted these rail lines. Um, they've been going all over. It hasn't been just like a rail line to the east that they've been going back and forth on, but like every single one that goes in an easterly direction of some sort, they've been going and, and, and hitting on. Um, so what you learn off of this is that it is literally hundreds of miles of ground that you're going to have to cover for this job. So the tough spot is no shoes, no service. So we basically already knew that. We just confirmed that. What you confirmed was it went from like you've got some distance to travel to you've got like hundreds of miles to travel. Okay. Um, like the difference in this is you're going to be traveling like across multiple states, kind of a okay. distance, which is far in excess of the average uh, expectation or uh, baseline values for distance in red markets and east. Right, we're heading east, not west. Everything like it was. There was lots of stuff that's like. Uh, you know, northeast and southeast and east and then north or east and then south or whatever, but it like they didn't bother going west at all. They've gone east on everything. Okay. <clears throat> uh, so uh, do you want me to start the next round then? I guess. Yep. Keep with it. Uh, well, um, Mr. Mr. Jones, uh, uh, now that you bring up money, I, I know that you are a, um, a very uh, responsible person who's taken on the weight of um, of governing elevation and you've you've been very successful it's one of the premier enclaves in the area um you've uh built it from you've been there since the beginning you built it up and when it got knocked down you built it up even stronger um so i trust you that you think six is reasonable you've you've probably dealt with other takers um that's that's good and all but um you just you each taker group's unique. We each have our own different costs. We all have our different uh, equipment, our own families at home. Um, and while yes, you uh, uh, you are correct in assuming some of the baseline needs of the jobs, since uh, you are so professional and uh, experienced, uh, we have to insist that you you pay more because this is this is not going to cut it. So I'm just going to be like really polite to him and say how he's been such a great leader and everything sort of play on the fact that he's not a country bumpkin, how he's, uh, you know, very strong leader. He's very uh, smart in his, his uh, governing and everything. So I'm just going to try and play on his weak spot. Does that make great. sense? Yep. I totally buy that. Uh, so that will be another 
persuasion from you, sir. Sure. Uh, that is a failure. Hey. Okay. Uh, are you going to spend a will or anything? I'm not going to spend a will. I should probably okay. save that for the last leadership check. Um, for his part, he's basically going to just sit back and he's going to read another spot on you at this point. Um, so you don't get your push of two, you get a push of one. Okay. Um, I sit still. I'm just reading a spot. Um, I'm going to say since my, my downward movement on this round would be a passive thing, since I'm not actually taking any actions, I will give you guys the up to labor. Thank you, you guys so much. Go to labor and I will sit at hazard pay. Okay. Because technically we'd cancel out movement again because we'd both come down one. But since mine isn't actually doing anything, uh, that seems a little bit over the top for me to go ahead and be that mean. Yeah. At least that mean this early. Yeah, especially uh, since I also played a spot even unsuccessfully, but it was still a spot. Yeah. Uh, so that is the end of four. This is the last round. Uh, but we've got a one more scam. Oh my gosh, who wants it? Who's up? Well, doesn't doesn't everybody only get one scam? Or did everybody get one already? Did we go through everybody? Yeah. Oh, we did. Hey, I thought we had one more person to go. But oh, hey, um, because Nick doesn't get a scam because I'm special and can count. Um, so on the last one, he's gonna go first. Um, and he's gonna basically. What he does is he, he finally he takes his feet down off the desk and he leans forward and he clasps his hands before him and he says, listen, next, I know that you've had problems um, with, his, you know, with um, some of the people here in the Enclave preventing your business from being successful, uh, you know, some extortion, um, things like that that have caused you problems. I know who it was that did that to you. I know why it was that they did that to you. Um, they may be antagonistic towards me and my interests, those people, uh, but don't think that they and I don't cooperate when necessary uh, and when vetting new people coming into the Enclave. Um, I'm not saying that I had a hand in how you were treated. I don't necessarily agree with the methods that they used, um, but just understand that everything they know about you, I know about you, Everything that they have on you, I have on you. You don't have any secrets to hold from me, Nex. Uh, I don't want to come across as an asshole right now, but I just have to point out that there is literally only so much money to be had. I've already come up on the price a little bit because of the the conditions uh, with the increased casualties uh, in the area. Uh, that's it. I'm done. Like this is this is the point of uh, take it or leave it. So what he's doing is basically he's playing up on your paranoid spot, uh, making sure that you understand that he knows everything there is to know about you and can find out all the dirty little secrets so that he can push two. Uh, and then it's your turn. Okay. Uh, well, that was that was mighty kind of you to uh, raise the price up for all the casualties in the area. But what about all the casualties in uh, the next state over? And the next state over. You know, there's, there's a lot in between us and our goal. And we hear that... Uh, we might as well just be traveling to the recession and climbing the wall from what we've been hearing. Um, I think that, yes, you've been nice in the pricing for a local job, but this isn't a normal job. This is this is the only people who do jobs this long distance are DHQS and coyotes who are smuggling people like you. You honestly have to to uh, to acknowledge that. Um, 
uh, we're, we're really hoping for some some uptick in price here because we gotta. It's farther than we initially thought. We gotta stock up on extra rations, uh, batteries, etc. It's 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 it's. I, I tell you, it's a hell of a job that you uh, are offering here. So I'm gonna play on his uh, tough spot. Great. Uh, do you want to do the deception check first for his use of the spot, or do you want to do your persuasion check first? Um. So his just uh, his line was that he knows what other people know he he knows a lot about me and everything he was playing on my paranoia basically yeah okay uh i i honestly i want to do deception uh i honestly don't like i already assumed that you knew everything there is to know since you basically run the enclave it's no surprise here to me uh and, and just the fact that you you think you could play on this actually doesn't i don't think that you know me too well uh, yes, I'm a little nervous about people who uh, may be out to get me. You, as you say, did you understand that? But that I don't let that rule my life. So yes, you can be big and scary and know things about me. But that just I, I won't let that hold me back, and I'll still act the way I want to and and do this job and live my life to, despite that deception. Because I did not actually think you would play on my paranoia, and that's kind of creepy me out. <laughs> In, out of character. Uh, that is a failure. Uh, and then I need to. Did I roll for the tough spot? No, I don't think I did right. And you can spend a will if you want to on that deception uh, check. I'm going to save my last will for the leadership check at the end. Uh, so this is for the persuasion for playing the tough spot. That is a success. 10 over 7. Okay, so we both get to push 2. Uh, we are setting it labor and hazard pay. We both push two, which means we cancel out, and we're going to set at labor and hazard pay. Yes. So, final leadership check determines if he drops down to labor or if you go up to hazard. Okay. I have plus three in this. 13 over four. Success. Okay. So, you guys go up to hazard pay, so he agrees to pay one bounty per taker per leg which is fantastic. That actually means that you're going to make quite a bit of money on this job after all, uh, as he informs you that you have 20 legs worth of distance to travel. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, that's definitely multiple states. Yeah, it's a long ways to go. In uh, one direction or, or there and back again? Multiple states or one Texas. Or one Texas, yeah. Uh, it is 10 in any one, it's 10 in one direction, 10, 10 legs back. Okay. Uh, so, you guys come to agreement, uh, and he's going to you know, hire you for the job and everything like that. Um, the gist, which is that he wants you to use the, uh, the GPS equipment that he gave you uh, so that he can have proof that you traveled where he needs you to travel. But he needs you to scout a railway line from elevation to St. Louis. He needs you to walk one all the way there, and he needs you to walk a secondary one all the way back. The point being to find an intact railway line from here to there. Uh, so like I said, that's going to be 10 legs one direction, 10 legs all the way back. So you can't like just get to the end of the legs and then be done. <clears throat> so um, the way we're actually going to run this tonight instead of... Uh, running all 20 legs is, uh, for sake of time, there's just no way to do a 20-leg job uh, in a single recording session, let alone a single session. Like It's like an 8 hour, eight or 10-hour endeavor to do that all. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to um, 
skip about half of them, and we're going to make the cost of each leg doubled in rations. Uh, so anytime that I say make sure you spend rations for the legs, make sure that you spend two. Make sense? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yes. Adam, you still have to spend the two with your new tough spot uh, because you're not spending anything for a bonus. Yeah, I, I, re- I realize this, that uh, is exempt. I just wanted to make sure that that was clear on that deal. No, that's um, cool. I appreciate it. Just, hey. just a question. Is the two bounty assuming that one for travel and one assuming we do something on that leg or just two generically to walk it? generically to walk it essentially what we're doing is we're 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 still having to spend all that to cover all the ground we're just not having as many um events happen along the way okay and like i said that's that's entirely just for sake of time so that we don't have um two or three sessions of recording here for just getting through the long walk pardon me um is there anything anybody wants to do before we head out of the enclave do we want to add up our breakpoints just so we know how much we're getting? Good idea. Yeah. So I've got a breakpoint of three. Same. Six. I've got a breakpoint of five. Eleven. Remember how to do it in so long. Uh, one for survival, one for rent, and then one for each dependent. Be two just, plus your charisma. I guess that'd be three. Fourteen plus the sixteen brings us up to thirty plus the twenty legs times four of us. So it's one ten. Uh, that right. would be how I ended up. Yep, one ten. All right, that's not terrible. No, you remember that you got to make twenty rations worth of walking. That's okay. So anything, any last minute uh, preparatory actions or anything like that before we jump the fence and head out on our way? I've got no cash to spend. It would. I wish we could take a loan or something like that, just to have more rations waiting for us about halfway through. I mean, loan <laughs> sharks are a mechanic. Yeah, like yeah. you can totally, you can take out a high interest loan. Oh, definitely. I think I'm just gonna wing it right now. Like we'll we'll, we'll see how beaten, scarred, <laughs> and battered we come back from this. I, I'm I'm good. My break even right now is 29, and right now I'm only making uh, what 25 five or something like that. Your break even is 29. I I owe uh three times. I, I owe a lot of cash for favors. All his all his references are um, at strained, and they cost twice as much to pay off. Christ, um, I mean, I could probably. T- uh, I'm willing to willing to take that uh, risk if you guys want, because my my financials my breakpoint's eleven. Like, a, I just need to make eleven bounty, and we've technically already done that. Do you, so, do you are you kind of like with me, just saying that we could probably have more rations waiting for us when we get to Missouri? Yeah, I, th- I think it would be smart to take out a loan to get that going. Okay. All right, let's, let's get in there then. So one of you is going to need to make a networking check to be able to know the right kind of guy that's going to actually be willing to give takers money before they hop the fence. I, I can right. do that. I have a plus four to networking if I use my laptop. If you want me to hook you up with someone there, uh, decoy. I literally have zero networking. The only <laughs> skill I have is one point in persuasion. <laughs> Okay, I'll I'll try and find someone for you. Make sure you spend the charge off your laptop, sir. Yes. Uh that is a thirteen over six. Success. Yeah. Uh, so you found him. What's the name of this loan shark? Um. Let's think. <laughs> Walter White. <laughs> no, literally Walter White. Not actually Walter White. He just really likes Breaking Bad. 
<laughs> and if you don't pay back your loan, guess what he's going to do on you? That's, that's exactly. Right. He's going to make math out of your bones. Exactly. That, that, that's it. Okay. Uh, so next hooks you guys up with Mr. Walter White. Um, a guy who specializes in high-risk and high-interest loans. Uh, so who's going to go talk to him? He looks nothing like Brian Cranston, by the way. Oh, no. This guy is like, he's like probably five foot three, five foot four um, in height, and he's about four foot five in width. Uh, nice, short, squat, uh, very thick-built man. Um, he... Works his business out of the motor pool, uh, which is kind of the shipping hands like primary area in the in the enclave, um, where they maintain all their semi trucks and uh, panel vans and things like that. Uh, the guy doesn't look like he's ever touched um, an ounce of hard labor in his life. Uh, he probably was a loan shark type of person before the crash ever happened, and just was lucky enough to be uh, in the area whenever elevation became an enclave. Sure, guess we probably should have went with the creditor. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one point in persuasion, so I can talk to him, I guess. Um, it's, either, you... it's either uh, Chris or Adam. One of the two of you need to be the ones that talk to him, since you wanted the loan. I have nothing in persuasion, but I have one in deception. <laughs> God, this is such a bad <laughs> idea. We may, we, may even, guys. Take, we may just have to take our lumps. I don't know. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Be, be good taker, bad taker. Just alternate with what you say. I've got two, Will. <laughs> okay. Uh, so in a, in a horrible mockery of negotiations, um, Walter White invites you all into his office. Um, it is not in any way, shape, or form impressive or grandiose or way up high. Uh, it is, in fact, um, basically choked with diesel exhaust. Um, it's got grease and grime everywhere. Um, it's literally like a mechanic shop that is where he uh, maintains the semi-trucks that he oversees. Um, and he says, so I hear you guys are uh, going to hop the fence and you're looking for some extra goods before you go. How can Mr. White help? Well, well <laughs> we say that at the exact same time. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the there's that Whitman. I think it was Whitman. Maybe it was Robert Frost. Fucking who knows. But, you know, I got miles to go before I can sleep kind of thing. Well, I've got miles to go before I can eat. So what we would like to do is uh, get a little something set up to where we could have uh, some rations waiting for us at, uh, you know, when we get to where we're going. Uh, and where is it that you're going? Uh, uh, shit. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to point out real quick here that you have agreed to an NDA and giving out this information totally violates that NDA. I get it. Well, we can say a GPS. We, we could say yeah. a location that's not the job site. That's just along the way. We can send you GPS coordinates when we need it. Well, we could burn a pile packing the shit with us too, couldn't we? Yeah, you could take it with you, but he specifically is asking you guys where you're going. It's classified. Conda. <laughs> Actually, I like I like the idea of the conda. Exact opposite direction. You know what, Sean? I'm lying, of course. So I will row that deception. Mm -hmm. And I fail that deception. Will, Will, spend that will, my dude. <laughs> my one will. Yes. All right. It's gone. <laughs> I'm flipping it. So it'd be eight over two. Okay. Uh, so he, he kind of like 
he looks a little bit puzzled. Would you successfully lie to him and say that you're going west instead of east? Um, he kind of makes an offhand comment that almost gets past you guys. Uh, and he's like, well, I, you know, I just, I guess I had heard everything else was going out east. So it's just a little weird, but okay. Uh, you know, yeah, that's cool. Um, what is it that you, you're looking for exactly? I mean, you said, you know, some, some stuff to eat, like. No, we just need extra, we just need some extra rations. I mean, we're, we're going to be, uh, you know, hoofing it. Okay. Uh, and so are you wanting, like, you want to take that with you guys or you want that delivered out somewhere like when you need it? That's okay. That, that'll actually save you some money. No delivery services. So that's, that's a good, you're thinking, I like it. You're using your head there, guy. Looks good for me getting my money back. So. Um, so what he will do is he will agree to give you, um, rations. Um, I'm going to say basically, um, a haul of rations would be a refresh for everybody. I'm going to say that that would normally cost like, uh, two bounty worth of like value of just like foodstuffs. Um, he's going to say that it's, uh, four bounty worth of, uh, total repayment. Now, I'm not an economist, so this sounds like a great, great deal. <laughs> it is it is horribly overpriced. Like, it's double what it would actually be valued at. Um, like, you guys would understand that you're getting gouged. However, you also would understand, like, ever getting talked down to, like, actually at cost. There's just no way. Um, but you could, if one of you wanted to try to make a roll of some sort, uh, probably talk him down to the three instead of the four. Chris, you got persuasion. Okay, let's do this. As I pull out, you know, Walter, I think I can, I, I think I can help you out here, but I, I really need you to meet me at least halfway. You know my Paul. Oh yeah, everybody knows your Paul. Big name in, big name in town. Mm-hmm. I bet I could get him to cut down some price on grain for you for the future. But you gotta, you gotta do right by us too, because Paul loves his kid. Well, you know, I think I think some arrangements could be made. Yeah, <laughs> make your says- he says Paul loves his kid, utterly not realizing it's a lie. We got all kinds of dog meat. <laughs> uh, ten over five. Number five? Okay. So, uh, you guys had just had the discussion about some extra food to take with you. Um, it failed on the roll to get the guy talked down to a more reasonable price. I thought Chris made No, it. I succeeded. You did. I'm sorry. You did. You did. My bad. Um, so what he does, since you invoked um, your daddy's name, um, is he sells you the the stuff, or he gives you rations in exchange for three bounty being owed to him. Um, so you got one haul of rations. He also hands over a bottle. Um, it looks like it used to be a pill bottle. It's kind of dirty and dingy. Uh, he says these are. Uh, stems, be really careful with them. Um, they're they're not the highest quality of manufacture, and if you take too many of them, they'll really screw you up. Oh, it can be like that one finished sniper from World War II. <clears throat> um, so he gives you what he calls a bottle of stems. I want you to write it down on the character sheet for somebody whoever's going to take it. Uh, it is actually Stripe Knight. Oh, boy! <laughs> I'm uh, just going to put that on my character sheet as quotation mark stims now where <laughs> might someone find this item if they were going to look for it like i say strike mine happens to be available in the veblen goods gear guide available now at drive-thru rpg among all the other quality products available in veblen goods 
I think out of all of us, I'm the only one with an int of one. <laughs> so yeah, I definitely think these are uh, stims. I don't say neither one of you had the sensitivity to figure out that he was lying. I don't think. So, unless I missed yeah. it on one of your characters. No. Oh no, I do not. <laughs> okay. Uh, so anybody want to do anything else before we head out of here? I mean, as long as we have the rations, I'm I'm good. Nothing else okay. I can think of. Uh, who we need to make note to who is carrying the extra haul of rations? I can do it, uh, unless anyone objects. No, you're fine. Uh, how What's many? Right? Is it just one haul of rations? Yes, one one haul of rations is effectively a refresh for everybody. Okay, and we we only bought one haul of rations. Yeah, that's. I think that's all we'll really need. Okay, because we all have it. All of us have at least an adaptability of two, right? Because I was going to say yes. just our single refresh is uh, five legs. Yeah. So this basically gives us um, an extra five legs each. We'll we'll all we'll have to scour in the wilds too, but uh, this will help at least. Okay. Okay. So onward and upward to greatness we go. That sounds with the grace of God. Good week. Okay. Hey, you guys want to uh, see I, I, the really good deal? We got some stims along with the rations. Stims <laughs> like yeah. stimulants. Yeah, check this out. I pull out the bottle. Is is it labeled at all? It's labeled like with Sharpie on brown plastic old pill bottle stems. Okay there. Uh if, if, if you want to hold on to that, that's, that's well, you... I was I, I was thinking we could sell it to recoup expenses. Because uh, I'm not gonna take them. I mean I've been looking for a bad rip spot. <laughs> <laughs> um, arsonist. I mean not, not do you wanna do you want to try to sell them in St. Louis? That's a good idea. Yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> that's probably good. <laughs> good thinking there, Vaughn. <laughs> what was the movie called about the ladies that were poisoning people? Something in lace. Arsenic, arsenic and old lace. Yeah, arsenic and old lace. <laughs> Which one of us is Teddy Roosevelt, though? <laughs> so who's the scout of our group? I guess maybe me. I, I have a for- scope. So it's probably. Adam, it's Adam or Chris, whichever one wants to fight over that one, I'd imagine. You pretty much roll awareness, right? Mm-hmm. My um, wife just came in. You all decide. Let me, let me check to see if I have awareness. I've got two awareness, but nothing to boost it with. I have zero awareness. I got two awareness. Probably not Chris, then. <laughs> I'll do it. That's fine. I technically but, have awareness from my hunting rifle. Adam gets to run point. Uh, so as we all jump the fence and head out into the uh, wonderful world of the apocalypse, everybody rolls self-control. Take anything on a success. You take one distress on a failure. It's just jumping the fence every time is a stressful situation. Okay. I took a stress. I'm good. I'm good. I take a stress. All righty. So off we go. Um, like I said, we're going to be spending two rations for every leg that we do. Uh, to kind can of we get simulate a vignette as well to skip a leg? Or? You can absolutely do that. That is totally an option. Um, so, before we do anything else, two rations, everybody. And have then any of y'all you... tried Gorp? <laughs> Can't say I have. Never heard of it. I, I have. I wouldn't recommend it as your only, only uh, sustenance on a trip like this. Well, yeah, it's, it's more like a, a snack. Are we doing that right now? No, I, I just wanted to say Gorp, honestly. Uh, Okay, so what do we see on our first leg, or double leg? All right, so, Adam, you need to roll me an awareness check. Okay, that's fine. Oh, God, that's uh, eight over one, so yeah. Okay, uh, so you guys are walking some train tracks. 
like I said, the path was laid out very specifically the, the tracks that you need to walk. Um, and you're taking the GPS equipment you got in the negotiations along with you to prove that you walked those tracks. Um, as you're going down, though, you round a pretty severe curve on the tracks uh, and find a derailed Amtrak train. Uh, there's, it's like a banked turn, and it looks like the train was running out of control. Uh, it was too fast through the turn, and it all flipped over. Um, so it's like a very steep embankment down to the train. The train is laying on its side. Most of the glass and stuff has been broke out of it. Um, but the, the, uh, the train cars themselves are mostly intact. Um, like they're not all like just ripped open and torn open and stuff like that. All the glass and everything's broke out of them, but they're all still intact. So the first thing I think of, we're supposed to be scouting out a good clean set of tracks, right? Yeah, that is correct. Is, did we notice whether there was a, a shunt that goes around us a little early? Is this something we're going to have to mark, or do we have to clear it? I wasn't really that clear on what Jed was telling us. He, he's just paying us to scout there, Vaughn. He didn't say anything about clearing tracks. I think that's that's a future job where he has someone else in mind. We're just scouting for now. There could be money Could be money in those that track, though, that Amtrak. That's true. The whole point of the job, just so that everybody's clear, the whole point of the job is to make sure that there is a intact set of tracks from elevation to a specific point in St. Louis and back again. Okay. So- What's your character's name again? Chris, I need to start using character names. Decoy. Hey, Decoy. You care to take that scope and see if you can get an angle and see what the inside of that train, that cart looks like? Just, I don't know. Uh, sure. I point my gun at it and have no awareness. (laughs) (laughs) With a scope, and like I said, there's a pretty severe uh, angle down to the train, I will give you that you can see some, uh, motion inside the train um it was an amtrak train so it was full of passengers uh, and there is some small amount of movement within there so there are casualties active inside um you're gonna have to get much closer to determine like numbers and the conditions inside the train though all right we got casualties in there uh i got my spear so i can at least uh keep them at bay is there a, a mail car on the back there or is it just all passengers you have to actually go and inspect stuff uh, unless you have something you could give me for why you'd be able to recognize one thing from the other. Windows? <laughs> Windows apartments, but the, the mail car doesn't necessarily look any different than, uh, say, baggage car or um, anything that's not just where passengers are seated. Is, there, is, there, is it just one train car or just several trains cars? It's a, it's a full train. It's, there's several train cars. All right. So I got an idea what we can do. Um, y'all head toward the back of the train. I'll head toward the front. Fire off a shot. Uh, you can, you guys can go in while the, the casualties are coming for me. Um, I can, uh, I can get them away and, uh, we can, ba- you can basically go in the back, the back door, grab stuff. I've got my, uh, I've got my specs on. So about, you have enough- do we really want to deal with this? I mean, the cash would be nice to have. Okay, so let's not fire the shot off. I think you banging on it would be fine. That, that gun's loud. Yeah. Um, I wonder if we could find if we could find a train cart that is empty. Maybe we could uh, funnel the casualties into it and uh, lock the door. Like you know, somebody run out the back, close the door, and somebody close the other door, and we just trap all the casualties in the one cart. I mean, that, I've got. I've good. also got my spear. Um, we could. Uh, does does it look like um, 
Sean, that the casualties could climb to the top of a train car? Or you have or to no? get you have to for sure get up there uh, and like look inside to be able to tell for sure. Because uh, we don't even need to like have someone run away. They could just stand on top of the uh, the train cars there and then just shout and stomp on the train cars. And then as we loot, and when he's done, he could just run down the length of the train car to the far end, and the casualties aren't going to you know keep up with him. He'll be safe out of reach on top of the car, just shouting and attracting the casualties. That's assuming that if they, they can't get up, guys. How does that sound? Are you down with that? Because I, I, I like that idea. Sure. Casualties are obviously not the best of climbers, so it's a pretty safe bet that if they were able to get out, they would have done so already. And that kind of heroic sounds right up uh, Decoy's alley. <laughs> um, I, I mean, was you heard say, what he did in the grain shoot. Oh, God. You see, the thing is, Skids has the weak spot reckless, and I have the, the weak spot wants you to know it, so it would make sense for either of us to do it. But um, Skids, uh, she's also faster than me. Yeah, you may want me in the actual train, which is still dangerous. So. You, guys, you guys let me know what you decide you want to do. All right, so which one of us wants the will more? Or we the, the wheel most? would be well, we both need it, but like, are you so, like, are we saying the wheel is for who goes in the train or who runs around on top? That, that's also assuming Sean would give us a will. Yeah, that's true. Well, we we are giving into it, but Sean, does that sound? Geez, sir, do uh, I have a will? There's no will that's going to be gained for somebody getting up on top of the train to attract casualties. Like I said, if if they were able to get get to you up there, they oh, yeah. probably would. Up right now. So somebody going into the train cars themselves to get loot from inside that's another story okay wait um next do you do you even have any malay weapons uh no i just got a submachine gun maybe you should go up top then cuz if they get if they get close to us i can take it i can take them out with a spear uh sure i i i guess um i mean you're the one non combat oriented character yeah you you, you out of character. You guys aren't going to leave me behind, are you? No, of course not. Okay. No, just ping, just ping me on your uh, on my specs. I, 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 um, okay. I'll, 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 I'll go up there if uh, it does make sense. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll go up there. Uh, I just need some help being boosted up there, but yeah, I'll, I'll go up there. He does not like this idea. <laughs> uh, it doesn't take any particularly special effort, uh, especially with assistance to get up there. Um, I will have next roll me an awareness check once he gets up on top of the train and can see down inside much better than everybody else can from the ground. Okay, let's see what I got. Uh, that's a failure. Okay. Um, in all honesty, like the the train cars got pretty beat up. Uh, the interiors did not fare very well. Um, from what you see inside there, like there are casualties that are active, but most of them are stuck or pinned. Um, either under stuff or stuff is broken, uh, or they're like, you know, they like they've got broken legs or something like that in there, so they're not really, um, you know, not not a big deal for these guys to go inside. Okay. They're more like, um, quick time events than actual enemies. Yeah, guys, uh, it looks like anything that's in there is, uh, obviously wedged in there. That's why they haven't shambled out in five years, whatever, how amount of time it is. Uh, so, uh, I guess good luck. And I'll, I'll start moving down the train to the opposite side, uh, the, the row trains to the opposite side of where they would be. Uh, so there's like double doors um, on the side, on like on the top, that would open up to go into the train. 
like the people would normally used to get in and out of the train cars if it was upright. Yeah. Um, there is not a door like on the back you can just get into from the ground. So if you're going to get into it, you'll either have to get in through the, like the broken out windows, or you're going to have to open up the doors on the top, and then people have to drop down inside. But the good news is for everybody else is that the guy that's up top says it's not any big serious event to get inside. Or once you're inside. All right, gang. Tetanus or rolled ankles? Is there any place where the where the trains laid over gap it where we pop up from the bottom? You were cutting out a little bit on me there, Brandy. You wanted to know if there was any place where like the, the cars had separated? Well, where the where where the trains laid over and there's a little center where pop up windows, less climbing. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's there are multiple points of uh, of entry that can be made depending on which car you're on. Um, the first one that you're at that you have somebody looking into uh, is just got the double doors, like the the you know, spread apart or whatever. Uh, you could move down to different train cars and have other ways to get in and out. There's, uh, you know, there's obviously like a train car that uh, was like the big, um, like almost three quarters of it was uh, like plexiglass so that you could see the the sweeping vistas roll by as you went traveling about on the train. Um, I can't remember what they call that, what Amtrak calls that train car, but um, like that one, you, you could basically like walk up into it right off the ground. And if there was any casualties in that one, they would have wandered out a long time ago. I think that's probably a good entry point then. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that will require Nick to uh, move down a few cars on the train uh, to get to like an adjacent uh, a car adjacent to that one, um, where there would still be like stuff to loot inside and everything like that. Um, so while you, the other three of you are walking along the ground to go down to that train car, uh, Nick, I need you to make me an athletics check. Sure thing. That is a pass. Eight over four. Okay. Uh, you do get to note uh, on the uh, car, there, there, let's say there's three cars that you have to traverse over. On the middle of those three cars, the second of those three cars, um, a casualty does manage to reach up out of the window that's broken out and grab at you. Um, like Basically from like elbow to fingertips is all the more that gets out of the window. Uh, but it does try to grab you. It does not succeed to scoot out of the way without much problem. Uh, but it looks like that train car, at least, has got a little bit more lively set of casualties in it. Okay. Uh, well, when I'm at a good position, um, I'm just going to start making noise, trying to attract... Uh, not not too loud to attract casualties from, like, the surroundings, but just enough noise to attract the casualties from, like, inside the train, if, if you catch what I'm saying. Yeah. We need to bring uh, in extra problems. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, everybody else basically goes inside the train car um, and comes up to the door in between the two. Um, while Nex is on top at the far end of the train, the, the train car you're about to get into, uh, and starts stomping his feet on the side of it to attract the attention. What I will need is either a mechanics check or a resistance check if you have an appropriate item that can pry the doors open. Mechanics would just get the door to come open. And then the resistance check, you'd have to like basically be prying and using brute force to just force them. Would my multi-tool be enough for mechanics? That, that would allow you to make the mechanics check. All right. Uh, I guess I'll use that. It gives me plus one for my mechanics test. Uh, and that's a seven or eight. So fail. Okay. Uh, yeah, you like... you. Use the screwdriver on it and pop open a couple of panels and you start looking at it. And uh, it's it's run off of a hydraulic system. 
and um, basically you'd have to like let the hydraulic pressure out and your little multi-tool is just not beefy enough to like take apart a hydraulic system. Uh, so you, you're going to have to brute force it to get the doors open. Can we scavenge for something to pry with? Absolutely. I got um, Could I use my spear as a lever? Yes, the spear would work as well. All right. I have, resistance have? I have a resistance of two. Better than me. It's the same as what I have. Um, if he assisted me, or if I assisted him, could we give it a bonus? Uh, yes, I would say you both will have to spend a ration, and that uh, having someone else crank on it with you would give you a extra plus one to your roll. All right, I'm willing to do that. All do right, you want to be madcap brownie? I can, yeah. <laughs> if it fails. <laughs> All right, so, so I'll let you take the take the lead. Okay, so brownie, you will make the actual resistance check with a plus one bonus on top of your normal skill for it, but you and Chris both have to spend a ration. All right, I've marked a ration, and that works out to a 13 over 8. Cool. Okay, Uh, so while your friend is on the other side of the train car doing a little jig on the uh, side of it to attract attention, you guys managed to uh, unwedge the doors enough that you can get inside. Uh, inside is a train car full of uh, passengers, former passengers. Um, a lot of their goods, you know, suitcases and stuff like that are stored in here. Um, day bags and things like that. Uh, this was a, a, like, it's just like airplane seating kind of deal. There's like a, two seats on either side of the main central aisle. Um, and then it's, uh, I think it's like 16 or 18 rows um, total of seats. Uh, it looked like this was mostly occupied. Uh, so there's around 20 casualties in here. Uh, the good news is, is that 18 of those 20 uh, are at the far end and pay absolutely no attention to you. Two of them, however, do happen to turn around at the noise that the doors made uh, and are shambling down towards you. They are... Two casualties at two shambles away. All right. I already have my spear out. That is true. Um, I'd like to draw my silenced handgun. (laughs) Remember, this thing is sitting on its side, right? So they are um, like the aisle doesn't exist necessarily because it's like if you're looking straight ahead, it'd be like on your right side would be the seats or on like the right wall. Uh, But the casualties are walking and climbing over stuff along the all in between the top of the seats and the what used to be the roof, right? So they're kind of off shifted off to the left a little bit of straight ahead of you. Okay, so um, I have my spear. If if they get within one shamble, I'll, I can attack mm-hmm. and I'll be able to take them out. Um, Skids, do you have a gun? Yeah, I got I got the SMG up. Is it silenced? Is it balanced? I don't know. I don't silenced. Know. Yeah, silenced. I have silent extended magazine. All right. Mm-hmm. So- got two people with silenced weapons. We're going to shoot them first, or we're going to let the uh, the spear guy take care of it? I think we should let the uh, SMG guy go, and then if he doesn't take the two out, I can go after him. Fair. So I'll hold my action. And that's four over two. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you take out one casualty. All right. I guess I'll then I'll shoot also then. Okay. Uh, but I do not hit. Okay. Um, Adam, you do have the option. You could use a second, uh, your, your twitch to make a second yeah. attack at the end of the round if you'd like. I'll go ahead and do that as well. That's a good idea. Otherwise, I was going to have to close the gap and just try to murder it real fast. No, which six, is a bad idea. Six over three. That'll do it. Uh, so the two casualties that were coming to get you have both eaten a bullet in the brain. Uh, no longer a thing to worry about. Um, 
so like I said, the, the train car is kind of uh, in shambles. You know, baggage and stuff has been strewn everywhere. Um, but it is all out and ripe for the taking. Um, the casualties continue to be distracted at the other end of the train car from you. Um, basically, somebody's going to need to make a scavenging check to find goodies in here. What have we got? I got a plus one in that. Anybody got better? I just have a one. I technically have zero, but I have Ubix specs with the... Uh... Apophenia overlay. So that gives you a plus one, don't it? it? Gives me a plus two. Do you want to burn the charge? Like, if you'd rather not, then we can just trap base. Or the no, one. I can burn the charge. All right. So Are I'm going to make using the holy Tupperware container, Chris. Uh, no, I'm using the holy dice tower. Oh, that's right. I remember that. Eleven over one. Okay, what is your natural black, sir? My natural black is nine. Okay, uh, you guys can locate nine bounty worth of uh, basically just IDs. All these casualties had got had some sort of identification like packed in bags and stuff like that. So yay for payday. Uh, however, as you're doing that, uh, per rules, if you have something that has to change, has to, oh, technically, Brownie, by the rules, if you do not have a plus one in the skill, you cannot roll it. Um, you can attempt a default roll if you're using uh, boom rules, where you would roll just underneath your stat. Okay, so um, I basically don't have the skill unless I use my char- my specs. So that's actually a good question. Uh, how would you do this, uh, Sean? Um, I will say because it gives you a plus two to the skill. As long as you're using the specs, you can roll it. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. Um, you just you have to be able to spin the charges off the specs to be able to do it. Yeah, exactly. The way I imagined it um, is decoy is very situational about usage. Right. I don't worry, Bernie. Anytime you got a question like that, don't hesitate. Ask, please. Um, yeah. Because Lord knows I may remember stuff wrong too. Um, anybody thinks I quote a rule backwards or something. Um, so you are collecting, scooping up all this bounty. It's like a payday. Uh, nine bounties can be a big deal. Um, however, I need Koi to make me a athletics check. Oh, hey, I'm good at that. Um. Send a ration to do this. Yep, I always spend a ration. Just decided if I want to spend two rations or not. I've got two wills still. Didn't need to. 12 over 8. Sweet. Okay, uh, you're having to climb over stuff. Like there's uh, you know racks where people would have put bags, kind of like overhead bins and stuff like that. Um, and you're, as you're trying to get back, uh, one happens to like give way under your weight. Um, you don't like fall on your face. You manage to catch yourself. You don't get hurt or anything like that. Um, it does attract the attention of a couple casualties, uh, but you are far enough away that as long as you guys just leave now that you've got all your bounty, uh, you can get out uh, no problem. I don't feel like I need to stick around. <laughs> okay. Um, so you basically you get out of the train car. Um, I will point out that if you would like to repeat this, um, there are approximately 10 train cars that you could um, scavenge from, 10 more. You could scavenge. Um, since I got my Ubix Ubix active, I'm just going to ping Nex to say we got nine bounty. We can can try again if you want. Where could we come back the same way? No, we're coming back a separate way, I thought. Yeah, you scout two different ways to get there. Uh, Like you have one specific path to get out to St. Louis, and you have a different path to get back to elevation. Folks, I think we've. uh, I don't know. What's, What's your. How much, uh, how much bounty did you get off the uh, the train car? I got nine. Nine? 
We may want to try to hit the uh, the dining car. We're going to need even more food along the route than we already have. Uh, that's probably gone bad by now, unless it's... No, nah, it's probably gone bad by now. Well, you know rich people eat Twinkies. <laughs> you know, I heard that Twinkies don't actually last a long time. Well, uh, yeah. Those Best Buy uh, dates are just suggestions. <laughs> <laughs> Does that uh, Nine Bounty cover your... Uh debt with the loan shark or do we need to hit another car to settle that because i feel like we four. should hit as many cars as we need to settle that debt we got four it was only what four or three or three it was bounty? only three. four bounty. it was only three. Oh yeah three bounty yeah technically i could have gotten more rations triple triple the amount okay uh do we want some more cash on hand in case we need to fly out any uh goods you know any like emergency we, drops yeah we may also liquid. be able to we may also be able to trade those stems for some food in st louis so this is true. Okay. Well, I, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to, to stomp around as much as you want. It's up to you guys, really. You guys are the one that are going to, you know, go in the cars. That one was pretty easy. Well, out of character, I don't want to. In character, I'm reckless. <laughs> I, I will say, Adam, if you want to will, you can just like be like, yep, let's go and, and like hop right on to the next one. Just do that it without so, us. It was so easy the first go around. Like you don't even really need to wait on on next to distract them. You can just start hopping on in the next one. You do need that will. Sure, Sean. This is the first leg of 20, though, so... <laughs> I'm not saying that you have to do it, sir. I am saying that if you would like to have a will, I would totally give you one for that action. Jump into that train car. Get those Twinkies. Jump in that train car. Get those Twinkies. Okay, get a will, sir. <laughs> Fuck. It's a good thing I made a brother character that could come back and Pick up where dead one left off. Okay. Um, so on this train car, you actually don't have to pry anything open. Um, there's no resistance check or anything like that. The door here is actually, um, it's another set of two doors that like slide apart to go in between the two, you know, to get into the rail car. Um, one of the two of those doors is basically the, the hydraulics on this car itself have already been severed uh, and it has fallen away. So it's, open like you can just kind of turn sideways and shimmy inside the the, the train car uh which you do um and then i will need you to make a uh awareness check please okay yeah it's four or three four or three okay um in here uh this is um a train car kind of like what uh next had seen before almost everything is all um like smashed and uh, there's active casualties in here. There's only like five or six, uh, but it looks like at your first glance inside that they are all um, like either pinned in place or like their legs are broken. So they're not really mobile. Um, However, um, a lot of the seats and stuff like that have come loose uh, from the impact of the crash. um, And you will have to actively climb over and through and around things to move through the, uh, the train car, which will put you within range of those casualties okay so i gotta do something about the casualties before i can scavenge i guess essentially yes i mean you have a gun that has many bullets i do have a gun that has many bullets i also have a tomahawk is it a bone tomahawk though? damn straight uh be nice if i could just go up and cool to grow <laughs> But, uh, I mean, they're 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 active, and they will like if you get up within melee range of them, they will actively be trying to grab a hold of you. So you can't just say you kill them. You will actually walk have to. up and just thud. Yeah, I got you. Um, so would that be athletics to avoid them, or what? I will say is that I would allow you to make an athletics check. 
Um, and as long as you succeed on an athletics check, um, you can get, um, let's say, we'll get we'll, we'll do a, a two-for-one thing. So one athletics check means that you can kill two casualties. You have uh, three athletics check total to clear the entire car. Okay. God damn me. God damn me. Okay, first athletics check. All right, let's see, I got athletics two. Burn that ration, get to plus two. So it's plus four on that row. And yep, that is a 10 over five. Uh, and do remember that you have to spend a ration to make this roll. Yeah, I, I am. PDF. Oh, God, I, I cooked the wrong bracket. I burnt through all my rations. So, yeah, I did burn it, though. So, yeah, I clear the first round. Okay. And I, you, know, you don't have to, like, make uh, melee checks or anything after this. Like, the athletics check will cover you moving through and smacking them both with the tomahawk. So, so I need to do it four more times? Uh, let's see. There's six, so you need to do it two more times. Two more times. All right, spin another. And that is a five over one. Okay. And let's see. Burn one more ration. And, oh, my God, thank God. Eight over two. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, you successfully clear out the casualties from the car. Uh, now you need to make me a scavenging check, sir. Second, I'm doing my math. I should have burnt through five rations. I guess with two for the trip and three for the action. So great. And that's a 11 over nine. Rolling good. Thank you. Use the dice cup. Um, it is. You do have to spend a ration to buy the roll for athletics. Okay. That's and fine. You, so I would and even... if you spent any additional to give yourself a bonus. You're not using the tower. I got you, Adam. It's it's in my backpack where I went and played Curse of Strahd. I thought I, so I was doing that wrong the whole time. Uh, it depends. If you were spending rations to get your bonus, the get the, the, the plus two bonus in your tough spot, that is in addition to the one that you have to spend to make the roll. In red markets, anytime you make an athletics check or you swing a melee weapon or anything like that, it costs you a ration to be able to make yeah. that roll. I've, but you I'm don't sorry, get just, I'll do the math here on that real quick then. So. I'm not. I'm not trying to be a, a no. No, I'm a trying to understand. Rules, but it's it's kind of the point of this particular yeah. job is uh, how important your rations can be. So, um, what was the natural black on that scavenge check there, Adam? A natural black was a uh, ten. Ten or nine? Yeah. Nice. Uh, so you managed to scavenge ten more bounty out of here. Sweet. So rations spent at a test. Okay. So I'll go ahead and burn those extra rations off at then. So. All right. All right. So 10 more bounty and a wheel. Mm. Hell yeah. Because you're making all the money. All right. So <laughs> we're going to need it to job in the first place. Oh, we're going to need it to barter on this job. Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. I'm, I've burnt through some shit. <laughs> all right. Uh, so that was uh, two train cars down out of the 10 that you could loot if you wanted to. You want to continue, or do you want to get moving back on down the, the train tracks? <sighs> Guys, I've had my feel. Uh, I'm I'm good with just moseying on. We just made 19 bounty total. That's uh, pretty good. It's almost five bounty each. Yeah, I don't feel like I need to stay. <clears throat> so I say we burn another two bounty, and at least, I mean not two bounty, two charges, and that will leave me one left of my rations. <laughs> Let me know when you're out. I do have one uh, one refresh here. Backpack. <laughs> I think we all have like one refresh. Like I'm Brandon, carrying it for right now. Oh, okay. He's carrying four total refreshes worth of. Okay. Cool. And that's how I'm tracking them. 
Um, okay, so oh, we get... what, what are the rations, by the way? Um, it's like soup cans without labels. He didn't give you anything. It's special. brown prescription bottles oh. with food written on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope they're beans. <laughs> that it's one's a... bulging slightly. <laughs> that seems Can't fine. It looks like it's it's bulging or, or going bad or anything like that, but most of them don't have labels anymore. Um, there is a little bit of like um, fresh food from the, the farms and stuff like that at elevation, but it is definitely not much. Like everybody gets like a point of rations worth of something fresh and good to eat. <laughs> we get an apple. Yeah, basically. Call it hardtack. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so onward we go. Everybody spend your two rations to go on to the next leg. Uh, and then Adam needs to make me another awareness check. Hey guys, I'm starting to think spending rations on breaking open that door was a bad idea. <laughs> That's the way. Well, unfortunately five over seven to the market. Okay. Um, so what you guys come up on, uh, is a railroad, uh, like a railroad yard, a railworks yard. Um, it's a maintenance yard. It contains a number of uh, medium-duty high-rail trucks, uh, which are the like uh, they're uh, large pickups that have train uh, like wheels for train tracks that fold up and down on the front and back of them. I'm sure, most people have seen these at some point in their life. Um, so they can drive up onto the train tracks. They lower the train wheels down, and they can drive along on the tracks. Uh, they're used a lot of times for like maintenance. Uh, they do like signal work and stuff like that on the, the railroad crossings with vehicles like these. Um, there's uh, several of these vehicles that are in various states of condition. Oh yeah. Hey, uh, Bernie just posted a picture of one. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, they're down here. There's also like a, uh, a maintenance shed that's down there. Uh, it's just as a metal building. It's got uh, like a double sized uh, roll up garage door to it. Um, that could accommodate like a semi into it. Um, there's a couple of like personal vehicles that are parked alongside that maintenance shed um, that look like they've been here since you know the world ended. Um, but there's all that going on down there that you guys could go check out. I'd like to Vaughn, check out just what's think, outside. Oh, go ahead. Vaughn, do you think you could fix up one of those uh, rail vehicles? We might be able to get one good one from what we've got out here. Um, mechanics to see if we have enough without having to go in. Make me a mechanics check to go inspect the vehicles. All right. Uh, four, four. Four, four? Four, four. Uh, natural or is that what natural. the first one? Okay. Natural. Uh, okay, so naturally with that is a critical success, I will tell you that, yes, um, it is pretty quickly obvious to you that there is enough um, parts and equipment here that you could salvage a workable high rail truck um, out of the four vehicles that are down here. Like you could one Frankenstein version uh, that would be functional. Um, you also get for free um, that you're probably going to have to um, like source and pay for uh, fuel and most likely probably source and pay for a battery to get the thing to actually run and work. Hmm. Well, I'm a pretty good driver if we want to do that. We got, we got a little bit of money, so... I mean... Do you think there might be some some fuel in a in a fuel tank in one of the maintenance buildings? Do you think that might be worth checking out, guys? It's definitely worth uh, checking. I mean, it doesn't hurt us to check out unless there's like casualty on the other side of the door. 
Well, that's why I was hoping we didn't have to go inside, but it sounds like uh, it's that or we drone some uh, some biodiesel in. I just want to point out, it's really weird playing a game of Red Markets where everyone is pretty agreeable to each other. <laughs> we just started working together. But, I mean, then again, like, if you looked at the comments that we got on, I've noticed on the, the 10K stuff, it's like, it's more like, hey, do you want to listen to people bitch at each other for, like, hours? <laughs> the 10K pretty much hated it. Everyone hated each other, though. <laughs> <laughs> well fuck what would we when you turn around I'm sorry I'm taking this aside here Sean it's like I turn around and somebody's sitting fired in my enclave that I'm living in yeah <laughs> assholes Man, there was only one person Adam not all of us we, we really need to write a 10k book and just have freelance in it as the bad guys <laughs> <laughs> are, are there any windows on these maintenance sheds there uh, Sean that we uh, can look at so we don't have no, to enter they, right away? Our metal buildings, uh, they don't have any windows or anything like that in them. Like a cheap and quick and dirty construction to have a, a shed out here. Okay. Uh, so do we want to check out the maintenance sheds, guys? I mean, it's worth it. If there was was diesel in there, it might have lasted the five years. Diesel lasts a lot longer than gasoline. Yeah. I mean, I'm, if you're willing to put the work in, I'm willing to invest in this. I mean... I mean, we could skip some legs and save some rations here, probably. And yeah. that would increase our haul. Right. Truck. I mean, so with the amount of fuel we can get, we might not get very far, but it's better than walking. True. Okay, let, let's 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 check one thing out first. I'm going to walk up to the door of the shed and just, like, <laughs> knock really loud on it and hear if I and he, look uh, listen to hear if I see hear any, like, knocking from the other side. Uh, give me an awareness check as you go up to the door of the building. Hey, uh, Vaughn, Vaughn, I got a question. Yeah. That thing got a Hemi? It's probably got a Duramax, honestly. Oh. That Duramax diesel will be what's on that thing. Uh, that's a pass. I would I would love to get into my weak spot of Pedantic, but I can't think of how I could mess it up with Chris. With <laughs> Decoy. Have to do that later. Decoy is not very smart, so. <laughs> yeah, I, I just couldn't get a will out of it, though. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I passed the test, Sean. Um, as you are approaching the door, uh, you hear what sounds like the turning of a ratchet. The 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 click 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 click, and then like a crank, like a, a squeak of like um, metal on metal kind of. Uh, so it's the ratchet and then the squeak and then a ratchet and a squeak, and it's just like it just kind of keeps going the whole time as you're walking up to the door. Vaughn, do you hear that, or anyone else hear that? Sounds like a ratchet. Yeah, I mean. I don't. Is there somebody in there working on one of the trucks? Is there? Are, are we up on some raiders? I don't know. You're the expert. What what could make that noise? It sounds like somebody's working on a on a bolt or a nut or something. It's it's, it's just tool noises. Man, I bet it'd be really fucked up if it was a zombie. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, "That's stupid, decoy. Shut the fuck up." Out of character. Yes, it would be terrible if it was a zombie. <laughs> well, I mean. Worst thing we can do is call out and see if they call back, and if not, check it out. Uh, was this before I knocked, uh, Sean, or as you approached the door to knock? Okay. Uh, I mean, I guess we got uh, guys. I guess we could knock and see if anyone answers. Uh, someone want to cover the back door in case they run for it or something? I'll cover the back door. We would only be lucky if they ran for it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Vaughn moves to the back to cover the back door. With my tomahawk out. 
And then uh, next decides to knock. Yeah, I'll knock. I'll knock. Uh, not yeah. I'll just knock. I'm taking cover. I just want to go ahead and put that. I'm kind of wanting to hide and kind of cover Nick. Okay. Hello. Uh, like not not too loud, but hello. Any anyone in there? The sound of the ratchet turning continues unabated. Uh oh oh. Uh, I'll I'll jiggle the 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 knob or the handle or whatever on the. It does not seem to be locked. Uh, guys, uh, they must be wearing headphones or something. Uh, it's it's unlocked. Who's who's? Uh, anyone want to sneak in, or should I just throw it open? I got a stealth at two. I know decoy's sneaky. <laughs> sure am. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah. He almost shouts. <laughs> <clears throat> Remember the time the decoy killed the two giants in one swat. <laughs> Do you remember that time decoy threw the, an apple through the head of a king? <laughs> what, what were you calling that one, decoy? Uh, guns akimbo, kill raider Jimbo. <laughs> so, so, so you go, you going in there, decoy? Or I, I guess so. I've been volunteered. <laughs> Voluntold. Uh, so decoy <laughs> opens the door and looks inside. Inside, there is another high rail truck. The hood is up. Um, there are parts from the engine that have been taken out and set on the floor around it. Uh, there is a casualty standing there trying to tighten a nut, apparently, with a ratchet on the engine. And it looks like it's been doing that for probably about five years now. It just keeps turning the same nut over and over and over again. That's really... Uh, Sean, I've just given you a wonderful gift. <laughs> I just crit fail my self-control check. Nice. Uh, so on a critical fail for this, it would normally be a loss of one, um, usually to detachment, because you're literally seeing a guy who wasted his entire life uh, doing menial labor like this. Uh, even in death, he continues to waste away doing that same menial labor. Um, so instead of one point of detachment, you take two because of the critical. Okay. Uh, um, decoy gets uncharacteristic, uncharacteristically quiet and still walks in. You hear a splorch and walks back out. <laughs> did, did, did you, I, I, I guess you got him. Bag the modest muffler, man. <laughs> What's going on guys? Clear in there. It, it's, it's, it's clear. It was just a, a casualty. Uh, decoy uh, put it down by himself. Um, so you like poke your head in there to see like that it was a casualty that he put down, or, or are you just assuming? Yeah, I'll that? look in. I'll look in. Okay. Um, so yeah, there is a casualty that was standing there, and it like it's obvious what it was doing. Like there's still the ratchet in its hand. Um, <laughs> the, decoy you know, is now. uncharacteristically uh, quiet. Are they snap on tools? <laughs> No, Cornwell. That's really good tools right there. Um, so nobody else has to, like, nobody else actually saw it doing anything. So nobody else is going to take the hit on their um, detachment. However, um, next, it, it looks like it is obvious to you that the inside of this um, mechanics shed has been picked clean. Places where tools obviously should be, there aren't any. Well, there's a ratchet. There is the ratchet, and there are the pieces from the engine that are like around where the zombie was standing, uh, where it looks like people that have come in and scavenged this place previously just gave it a wide berth, and it left them alone and continued to work on its engine. 
Okay. There's any, anything in the tank? <laughs> if there's anything in the tank, it would have evaporated by now. Um, Gasoline there, has like a six month shelf life. There is um, what looks to be a uh, oh, it's like a storage tank. Um, I can't remember what they call it. Where it's up, it's built up off the ground. Um, it could hold like a few hundred gallons at most uh, of diesel, and it does look like there may be some diesel left in that deal. Whether it's any good or not, you'd have to actually like figure that out. But it does look like that has not been emptied. Is there a jerry can sitting around we could pump some into? You can find something like that for sure. Would it be a mechanics check to to determine the the viability of the biodiesel? Mechanics check would be what I would default to. If you've got any other ideas of something that would be a good skill to have or uh, a reference to tap or something like that, I would be more than happy to take something else. But that would be my default. Would be a mechanics check. Uh, I'm happy to do a mechanics check on that. Uh, total of seven over six. So that's with my bonus or my skill. How do you do that? Do you just like, taste it? That would be funny. <laughs> it pulls out a, sort of a jerry can. He just pulls out a straw. You know, a little, <laughs> little dab on the pinky, little dab on the tongue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It actually looks like uh, the fuel that is left in here uh, is viable. Um, it may not burn the best. Like you're probably not going to get some really great performance out of it, but it will work. Uh, and with that knowledge, you now know that you have approximately five charges of fuel. All right, so you all, we just all we need to do is find some at fuel, Lucas fuel treatment, and we'll be all right. We need a battery too, though. Okay, yeah, it's part of the battery, like part of it. Um, I knew I should have invested in that hand crank charger with the upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> you could sit, well, sit on a block of the engine, just cranking the hell out. Of it. Um, quick reminder from the elevation job of the GPS. Mr. Ferris, would you be so kind as to explain the gift spot? Uh, that you have a piece of GPS equipment and that you have to have it with you to prove that you did, in fact, move along the designated routes, both to and from your destination. So um, where are we at right now? How far, how far have we gone? Uh, you have made it approximately um, five legs into, you're like halfway on your first, uh, like your, your way there. Okay. Essentially, you've got your your quarter of the way of the total amount of time. Well, guys, I could I could make a I, I can network a little see, uh, how much a battery cost us so that we could decide from there if we want to buy it or not. If we're really debating over just a battery. Yeah, I mean, if you got somebody you can drone us something in. Okay, I'll uh, make a networking check for that. I'll use my laptop. As well, yeah, you're one of those fancy sales fellas. Get us one of those good never start batteries that they sell at Walmart. Uh, that is a success. Keep in mind, this is an alternate universe. There's actually not Walmart. There's only Walmart. Oh, God. The darkest timeline. Uh, you can, in fact, source a battery. Uh, it will cost you four bounty to purchase the battery itself. And because of the weight, they want an additional two bounty in delivery fees because it takes a substantial drone to actually transport that thing. Okay. Does, does my spot of merchant decrease that at all? Or is that with the... Take that, that, that is taking that into account. Okay. Uh, well, relay that, guys. Uh, it's going to cost uh, four bounty for the battery and then a little extra to uh, ship it to us. All right. Well, we're currently liquid 15 since we have to pay four back to uh, Walter White. Three back to Walter White. Three back. Right. Three back to Walter White. So we're, we're liquid 16. And with the diesel we have here, this would get us the rest of the way to St. Louis if we wanted to book it, assuming the rail lines were clear. Why, why would you say that? 
with our GM right there. Well, I mean, even if the rail lines aren't clear, you can pick up the 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 rail wheels and drive. The, so, I mean, it'll get us to St. Louis. I'm pretty sure. I'm up for the expanse, guys. Yeah, I'm 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 good with spending it. Decoy is a follower, so. Okay, so we. Yeah, I'm happy for this. Off, yeah. uh, bounty. How much bounty was that total again? Uh, six. six. Okay. Four, four for the battery and two for a delivery. All right, I've recorded that. We are currently liquid ten bounty. Correct. Okay, so with that, the next problem you're going to have is that uh, Juan is going to need proper tools to Frankenstein together a vehicle. Uh, you do not have, like, the, the multi-tool that he has is not going to cut it. You're going to need, like, actual wrenches and sockets and proper screwdrivers to do this. <laughs> this is getting expensive. Uh... Were there any other buildings around that might have been other maintenance space we didn't check? No, there was just the one actual building. How about uh, in all of these these maintenance trucks? We could, could we scavenge for some tools in there? Could totally try that. Absolutely. Is that one row for all? Um, what I'm going to say is to put together because this place has obviously been scavenged at some point. Um, to put together an actual usable toolkit, you will need to make three successful scavenging checks. All right. Uh, I turn on my Ubix. Hey, uh, Vaughn. Yeah. Do you have Ubix or anything? I do, I do. I just don't have any upgrades on them. Okay, um, do you think you could send me some details of what your, uh, your tools look like? Because I, I, I can look for them. I, I got a, I got a, uh, uh, one of them, uh, app, appy things. Yeah, um, some SAE sockets, a ratchet, some wrenches, chisel, hammer punch i think that's all i need you're you're just throwing that out as if i uh i know anything you're just saying that without even fucking telling me well no i'm in my my ubix thing this one this one i guess i gotta burn a charge on my ubix for that probably two if it's hungry yeah all right send that over okay uh so i guess i will make a scavenge check burn a charge on my ubix would that count as an assist uh sean um but I will say that it's going to allow him to actually be able to do this without having any idea of what to scavenge outside of the app. Yeah. I, I, I imagine that was necessary because I knew what a, a driver's license looked like. Yeah, like, anybody could scavenge for bounty, essentially. Like, everybody knows what a driver's license is. Knowing what he actually needs for tools and stuff like that is a different thing entirely. So you're enabling this rule, not, not giving a bonus to it, though. Alright, 5 over 2. Or 5 over 1, excuse me. Okay, uh, so you get some of the parts that you need, or some of the, the tools that you need, but not all of them. You're going to keep looking to get the full set together. So I hand you a socket wrench and say, he, here's your screwdriver. Perfect, now I need some more. All right. Anyone else want to help with this, or am I just going to keep burning my fucking Ubix? Well, why don't you just hand me your Ubix, if it's already enabled, or is that cheating, and then I could get a plus three. Well, it's it's activated for the scene, right? Yeah, it's activated for the scene. Oh yeah, shit. Right, okay, so. yeah, here you go. All right, let's see what we got. Yeah, that's, well, with the plus three, that's 13 over six. I got a 10, so. All right, so this is good. We need a little more. Two-thirds of the way there. All right, and you know, I wish I could say I got a uh, four over six to the market. Okay. Did you get a uh, will recently? Oh, somebody did. Eh? Pretty sure. Eh? Huh? Eh? You want me to fucking die, don't you? Why bit. would you say that, dog murderer? <sighs> This is a I'll spin the wheel. Ticker group, guys. 
It's a, it's, it's a new. I never murdered a dog. It's a different system. <laughs> there were too many dogs in that one scene for me to murder Chris. Come on. Okay, so you do spin the wheel, Adam? Yes, sir. Yes, okay. I did. Uh, so did you succeed on that? We do manage to scavenge together an actual toolkit. Um, so if you want to have a toolkit now, Brownie, as well, uh, you are more than welcome to have that. Um, what I'm going to say, though, is that since it's cobbled together, this toolkit cannot have charges spent to get bonuses. But it allows you, like, the initial plus two that the toolkit gets, but you can't spend additional charges past that. Does that oh, make sense? Uh... I have an even better way of doing it. It actually would be able to have tar- charges to spend, but because they're from different uh, companies, Vaughn is just too pretentious about it to actually do that. <laughs> so in anyone else's hands, but in mine, I can't spend any extra charges. <laughs> and we don't realize that. We think we know you're the expert. Uh, using Harbor Freight with Northern Tool with Craftsman. Ugh. <laughs> it's sacrilege. <laughs> Somebody somewhere just had like a cold chill go down their spine and went, oh God, no, please. So yep, got got that toolkit. I've written it down. I'll fill it out a little later on. Um, These sockets are in Imperial. These sockets are in Metric. I guess a 13 will work with a half, but I don't like it. <laughs> okay, so for this whole mess that we've been working on is that I will need four mechanics checks one for each of the four uh, high rail trucks to be able to successfully harvest pieces and put them all together into one working truck. It's a good thing that Casualty already took one apart, right? Ah, that one's of no good. It's, it's already been picked. I tried to help, Ronnie. <laughs> I appreciate all it. Are, all the nuts are polished smooth. Yep. It's a 12-point socket, not a 6-point socket. Ugh. Ugh. All right. Four uh, hey, mechanics uh, I, got, I got a leather guy if you need that. <laughs> leather guy. <laughs> Hold that thought. Ironic. Hold that thought. Um, let's see. A 10 over 9, and I'm marking a charge off, or is it two charges for this one? Uh, on the toolkit, you don't mark yeah. any charges off. You just you can't spend anything to give yourself bonuses. Okay. Um, Ty gone to the market on that one. You know, I heard you were madcap. Yeah, okay. What does a crit success give me, uh, Sean? <laughs> Chris, you're like the uh, devil on everyone's shoulder. Two, so you're officially at three of your four successes. <laughs> and, and that last one is an 11 over two. So that's four of four with one of my will marked off. <coughs> Congratulations, you put together a working vehicle. Uh, so you guys now have a high rail truck. Um, for those keeping score at home, a high rail truck uses the same stats as an SUV slash truck out of the core book, which is on page 270 if you guys want to pull that up for you guys to keep track of. Um, you did source five uh, charges of fuel for it. So you do have that as well. I'm technically out of gear spots, so someone else should uh, should track the truck. Gear slots? Um... Well... On the, my the, on my the sheet, vehicles have okay. their own unique stuff, but yeah. Well, I guess I probably have the best drive out of all of us, so I'll fall on this sword. Chris is in charge of the truck. All right. <laughs> you know who should have a car? Decoy. Decoy totally needs one. He's the one who's going to ride in on it to the rescue, right? Yeah. Well, I heard about that time that you Mad Max those raiders that were trying to take out the the uh, enclave. That was pretty sweet. Well, uh, I don't like to talk about that one. How did they mm. get the vehicle to the top of the green silo? 
Well, grain silos have elevators. Well, that one doesn't have one anymore. You're welcome. Okay, uh, so just so everybody's clear on this, we have five charges of fuel. You have to spend a charge to skip a leg with a vehicle. Um, and source additional charges of fuel um, one at a time. So, like, if you want to go to the next leg on that leg, you could make a scavenging check specifically for fuel, but one scavenging check would get you one fuel. Make sense? Works for me. Yep, more, than makes one sense. Person, more than one person can make a check. Right? So if like three of you wanted to make a scavenging check, all three of you could find one point of fuel. Um, and there is a hard limit that no more than three chargers can ever be found on any one leg. <clears throat> Sounds good to me. Okay. So with that said, are we ready to uh, move on with our day? Let's, Let's do it. On. Sure. And um, oh, so, Talking about your good friend Fred Durst there, Adam. Adam's character falls over dead. He's no longer invited to play. Fred Durst in my chat while I'm trying to run a game. What the hell? Do you know about Adam's Fred Durst story, Sean? I don't. I, I, I think I heard it. I think. I think it me at Gen Con or something. Best buddies, those two. I don't remember what it was, what the actual story was. Anyway. So let's, right. let's, uh, let's move a leg and then uh, scab for some fuel. Well, you know what they say. Beep, beep, motherfuckers. <laughs> and off we go. Okay, uh, so you now have a vehicle to drive this with. Uh, your GPS equipment will still track that you, as long as you keep the, the vehicle on the, the, the railway. The GPS equipment will track it, no problem. Spin um, the charge to skip a leg. Do you want to skip a leg? Or do you want to just go on to the next? Y'all want to skip a leg or not? Driver's choice. <laughs> I literally asked you guys. Let's, <laughs> let's, skip, let's skip a leg. Let's skip a leg. All right. We okay. Maybe this is our vignette. Uh, okay, so <clears throat> um, the next deal that comes up, we'll spend uh, the two rations because it's not necessarily like physical exertion at this point. It's just like physically time spent out in the wilderness. Um, you've gone like you drive for like six hours. You still get hungry. It's not that you've burned off hundreds of calories or anything like that. Um, the next leg, you don't get the option to skip because... Uh, the railroad tracks themselves are going to be involved in this, so I need Adam to make me an awareness check. Let's see if he unmutes himself. I can make an awareness check if uh, if Adam's not. I'm good. I was sitting there, I was like, Brownie, I need, I'm out of rations. Brownie, I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so okay. yeah. let, let me give you one of the refreshes, Adam. Alright, that sounds grand. Alright, so you go. go ahead and run that. And that's four over three. So, mm, to us. Canned salmon. <laughs> It's a fish of sorts, so yeah. So I did succeed that, Sean. Okay, you did succeed that. Uh, So what you see ahead of you guys, um, you're in the suburbs just outside of St. Louis. There is a trestle bridge that's going to be crossing over uh, a small river. Um, You still spin the two. Okay. uh, Two rations for each leg. And like I said, it's not because of the uh, physical exertion involved. It's because of the time and distance that you're traveling. Okay. You're still going to be hungry after six hours of driving in the truck. I don't want to disrupt your description. That's why I typed that. All we have is a all we have is a Merle Travis CD. If I didn't address it. I would have I would forget to. So I wanted to make sure I got that covered. Okay, um, thank you. So the uh, the trestle bridge is supposed to cross over the small river has collapsed uh, due to disrepair and flooding. Um, <clears throat> so you can also see Adam with success that there is a small uh, just normal roadway bridge about a half mile away on downriver from where you're at that looks like it is still intact 
Um, so you could take the high rail truck and drive over there and use it to get across that bridge and come back. Or you can abandon the high rail truck and like cross the river here and then get back up and start walking again. I think our course, this is a feature, not a bug. Like, of course, my, my um, vote would be to keep the truck. Yeah, mine would be too after we spent all that time fixing it up. <laughs> I'd also like to take an eyeball around here to see if there are any, uh, you know, close to the track fuel uh, sources since we're here. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and make me a scavenging check, sir. Uh, eight over two. Um, you actually will be able to find, um, since everybody voted to keep the keep the truck, uh, when you get over to the road, um, there's a couple of diesel vehicles on the road. Uh, one actually happened to have uh, fuel stabilizer in it and is still in decent shape. Uh, so you can basically siphon off a charge of fuel from it. That mean we'd still have five so far since we used it once and found one. Does anyone else want to look for some fuel while we're here? Up to two other people can look. I'll scavenge. I got two. I have zero scavenge. Save your charges, Chris. Yeah, I, I was going to. Yeah, unfortunately, I failed at this with my plus two. It's eight, eight ties in the market. Yeah, you just that one one vehicle happened to be the only one that had anything that was uh, still usable. So, but he's maintained the five charges, which is good. So you've got a little extra fuel to be able to burn still if you need to. Um, the problem that arises now is that when you get over here and you actually see the uh, the roadway bridge, so the railway bridge, um, <clears throat> because of abandoned vehicles um, and people wrecking and crashing as the world fell apart, uh, because you're you're just outside of St. Louis, which means you're just out away from the Mississippi. Um, there was the huge crush and rush of people um, trying to get into the recession before they put the walls up and, you know, started shooting people that tried to cross the Mississippi. Um, this bridge is packed full of cars, and in between the cars, it is packed full of casualties. The cars have been impacted and uh, stuck in such a way that they basically made a corral in the center of the bridge that is full of casualties. So there's approximately 30 casualties on the bridge, and you'll have to move at least three vehicles to make room for your high rail truck to pass through. All right, fellas. I don't suppose this high rail truck has a winch on the front, does it? As a matter of fact, it does. I feel like a dumbass if it was like, (laughs) we did all this stuff like, yeah, you should just use the winch. So we could (laughs) maybe burn charges on the truck to move some of the cars. Um, so there's only maybe one to move before we get to the, the corral and got to deal with the casualties, or what do you think? Uh, I will say if someone wants to give me a foresight check, we can discuss like things you could you could figure out without like, getting up there in the middle of it. I've got uh, a 10 over 7. Side. Even better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, with the winch on the, the high rail truck, you could probably pull at least two cars out of the way without actually being exposed to anything as far as the casualties go. Um, the other side of the bridge, however, you're either going to be able, like you could ram a car out of the way with the, with the, the truck and risk damaging it, or somebody's going to have to get out and hook up like a tow cable to another vehicle and risk the casualties. Cause they're, they're obviously going to know that you're here and screwing with stuff and you're going to be making noise. So they're going to be all sorts of hopped up and excited about it. Now, did you say all the casualties were grouped together or they were just corralled in a general area? They're they're corralled into the, the general area of the bridge itself. Like, there's not any that are still around. 
on either side of the bridge. It's just up on the bridge itself. Okay. Uh, so if they're all grouped up close enough, Vaughn, you have a, a mine or two that you could use to, to take them all out or to clear a path, but that might damage the bridge, so I wouldn't advise it if they're too spread out. You have a well, thing you can do that you shouldn't do. I'm thinking back to the, uh, again, to the to the Mad Maxing the Raiders. Could you use your dead drive once we clear the cars? Might be a charge on the truck. You skipped a little bit. Your audio skipped a little bit. You he wants to, to do... dead drive the casualties away from us once we clear some of the cars. Oh, yeah, absolutely. If you, you could pull off like two cars, like I said, on this side with the winch, you could do a dead drive and then come back, and then you'd have to get out and uh, move the third vehicle out of the way. Um, that that version of events will cost you additional um, fuel, though. It's not like you can't just like circle the block and come back around because the casualties will catch back up to you. I mean, I like the plan. What do you What do you all think? Seems like the best idea so far. I could do that. Reminds me of something that happened uh, during the elevation siege. Yeah, I think it's fine. Like, I, we're going to be burning something somewhere. Okay, uh, so basically, with the winch, you go up there, you hook up a cable, you pull a car out of the way, you go back up again, you hook up the cable, you pull a car out of the way. When that car moves, the casualties can get off the bridge. They come down after you. You do a dead drive. No roll is necessary for that. You just need to spend a charge of fuel off the truck to get that done. Circle back up to the bridge again, um, and you can pull another car free out of the way and open up a lane that you can actually bob and weave through and get the truck across. Um, so you took the right solution to the problem. No rolls involved with it. You just got to spend the one charge. Uh, across the river, you go back around, you get back onto the railroad tracks, and you drive onward into, <clears throat> uh, into St. Louis itself. But wait, how are we going to get the fox, the chicken, and the sack of grain? Oh, with the winch. <laughs> um, okay, so what I need you guys to do now, um, there is another leg that's not really skippable insofar as that it happens at night. Um, you guys have basically gone until it is dark, um, and it's not exactly advisable uh, to continue at night. Um, everybody gets tired, uh, everything like that. Um, <clears throat> so you guys stop just outside of St. Louis itself before you get into the major metropolitan area uh, where like casualties are in vast abundance. Um, guys, do anything special when you're uh, when you're going to take a rest? Like, yeah, it sounds a little D and D ish, but uh, like, do you set up a watch or anything like that, or does everybody just kind of find a safe space to to knock out for the night and? Uh, and snore away. Out of character, I'd say we should set off set up a watch. In character, decoy is dumb as shit. In character, Skids thinks we should set up a watch. <laughs> I'm just gonna recommend a watch because that's what I think. That yeah, I'm guys. We should we should have a watch. Like we're far away from home. No one's gonna come out to save us. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. we we've got those stims too. Just have Vaughn set up uh, set up his landmines. It'd be fine. So what about uh, who wants to like? How many watches are we gonna have to do? Well, well there are four of us. Four. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll so take I'll first watch if you want. Yeah, go for it. That's fine. Okay. So I need all four of you to roll me just a black die, and I need to know who gets the lowest. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> you beat my five. It's me. I got a nine. 
Uh, Vaughn, what'd you get for yours? Just make sure we didn't tie with a one or anything. I got a four. Sorry, I was muted. No problem. I just want to make sure. Uh, yeah. Okay, so uh, decoy is going to need to make me an awareness check. Oh, that thing I can't do. Oh, you don't have an awareness? That's terrible. I, I can I can roll it at base, I guess. Um. So here's what's going to happen. Um. Somebody sneaks in amongst you all while decoy is staring at the pretty stars in the sky. Oh, God, grabs the GPS equipment out of somebody's backpack and starts hoofing it. Uh, by hoofing it, I mean that they've, they've snatched it, then they just start sprinting. Like they cease trying to be um, sneaky. So, oh, uh, oh, we're in my wheelhouse now then. <laughs> so unfortunately, they don't understand who it is that they're uh, running away from in a straight line down the middle of a street. Um, sucks for them. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <sighs> a reminder that I have two will just in case. Um, I take a shot. Mm. A shot to kill or a shot to wound? I mean, if it's a shot to wound, the, the casualties will come and it will be turn into a shot to kill. So, sure. yeah, a shot to wound. <clears throat> okay. And I'm going to spend a will to flip that to make it from a uh, four under 10 to a, or a, an eight under 10 to a 14 over four. I'm going to go success ahead and grow my self-control for waking up to a gun going off next to my fucking head. The other three of you need to make me a self-control check uh, versus trauma. It's a zero if you make it and a one if you fail. I have taken a trauma. God damn it. Let me roll. I'm fine. Um, everybody wakes up essentially thinking I've... like they're about to get eaten alive because uh, like right next to you, a gunshot goes off, which means the casualty was right next to you kind of a thing. I failed and took a trauma. Hey, we're winning, guys. <laughs> are we under attack? What's going on? Where are they? You got a bandit. <laughs> He's run off to Smokey. <laughs> uh, I think you grabbed the, the GPS, so we should probably get him before the casualties get here. Okay, so about a half a block away in the middle of the street, next to like a, a, a house that you guys uh, found a hole up in, uh, there is now a guy in the middle of the street with like an obviously massive bullet wound to his leg. Um, he cries out in pain. He rolls over a few times. Um, says something man. to the effect, "Oh God, why? Why did you shoot me in the leg?" Oh, man, I was aiming for the other leg. Why did you try to steal from us? Uh, are you going to try to interrogate the nice man? Nice man, he just stole from us. Okay, so. <clears throat> Um, he will tell you that as long as you um, don't kill him outright and get him out of here before the casualties come, that he'll tell you whatever you want to know. Sensitivity. Mm. That is a pass. Six over four. Uh, this guy is being 100% honest with you. He is literally like pissing his pants right now, afraid he's going to be eaten alive. Well, if you don't be quiet, it's not us you're going to have to negotiate with. Next, do you want to just, just kill him now? Well, I mean, so let's get the GPS from him so we don't damage it. Well, of course, but no, let's 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 hear what he what he has to say first. GPS first, then talk. Yes. Like he he will hand you the GPS. Like he's like here, here, here take it back. Just please don't don't leave me here to die. Don't let them get me. Somebody want to make an awareness check for uh, the casualties because you know I just fired off a loud gun. Yeah, it's five over four. Uh, you do see some uh, coming. Uh, you have several rounds. Um, 
for dramatic purposes, you have enough time to talk to this guy and figure out what you're going to do before casualties get here. Maybe we should just go ahead and put him in the bed of the truck as we drive away. Sounds good to me. Talk on the road. Uh, makes sense to me. Uh, two of us in the back. And ter- I'll, I'll, someone wants to join me in the back to uh, have a nice conversation with our friend here. While the other two uh, sit in the cab and, and drive. So decoy drives. So decoy that. Who else is going to sit in the back? Is he like latent? No. The guy <laughs> just got shot is not latent. Okay. Just checking. Like, <laughs> hey, real do fast. Does any of us, do any of us have intimidation? No. I do not. We're all just really genial <laughs> as we shot this guy. It's like, your natural, your, your natural black, once you flipped it, was a 10, was it not? It was. It was actually so, 14. Well, the natural black, though, after yeah. the flip. So that means that leg's full. <clears throat> oh, yeah, he's dying. Okay, Va- Vaughn, you, you're, you're the medic. Do you want to join me in the back with our friend here? <sighs> yeah, I'll do it. Okay. Uh, do you have any rope? Anyone have any rope? Anything to, to, to tie him up with? I got a leather guy. He's he is totally not going to go anywhere anytime soon. Even if he gets patched up by Vaughn, like he's not in any condition to um, do anything to resist you guys. I, I st- I'd, I'd still like his hands hands bounce just in case he gets any ideas of grabbing anything else. I mean, is I straight up shattered his knee. I, I, I can get the other one fast. Like, if you want, I can use my spear. Oh, it's not hard. Okay. Let's let's just throw him in the truck. Let's 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 just throw him in the truck. He's still bleeding out. But he's got to help put himself in the truck because I'm not spending a ration. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll we'll throw him in the truck and drive off. Okay, you get him in the truck and you start driving off. Okay. <clears throat> first uh, aid. First aid to make sure that he doesn't die. Uh, Eleven over eight. Okay. Uh, you can stabilize him and keep him from dying. You don't need to bother with like figuring out how much you heal or anything like that. He doesn't have. Anything, but he has a narrative appropriate amount of hitboxes. So, um, and, I, and I marked off the charge on the first aid kit. Uh, so next, what is it you want to uh, want to ask him or say to him or what are you what are you doing? Uh, so as he's being patched up, I'm just going through his pockets. Does he have Ubik on him? Just take that off his, his face and put it on in mine and just flip through it. Hey, Vaughn, uh, do you think he's going to lose that leg? No, no, it, it's. It's fine. He'll, he'll limp, but he'll be fine. You sure? Pretty sure I sh- destroyed that knee. Well, it'll fuse back in one piece. It'll just—he'll have arthritis, but he'll—he'll he'll eventually walk again. So, as I'm just like searching through his his his, uh, his stuff, I just uh, so uh, what what's your name, friend? Uh, so he tells you his name is Ethan Rawlings, um, and since he gives you his name and you ask you asked him, uh, give me a networking check. Okay. I'm not going to add my laptop bonus on this. Uh, I fail. Okay. Uh, name can, can, I, hmm? can I pull his ID? Uh, he doesn't carry an ID on him. All right. Don't uh, have so any uh, will there, do you? Eh? <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't I'm rolled not, anything. I'm not going to use my will on this. Uh, <clears throat> um, basically, what he will tell you, though, is that uh, his name is Ethan Rollings. He says, Look, I, 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 I overheard um, that you guys are coming out here and doing this thing, and and I needed I needed some money, and so I just wanted to, you know, just just don't kill me. Let me let me go back. I'll, I'll find some other way to pay. Like, don't just don't kill me, please. Don't leave me out here. Did 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 um, did, did anyone an come out here? What? Sorry, what'd you say? Didn't we sign an NDA? Yeah, I was <laughs> I was just about to. Yeah. Well, so how did you? 
how, how I mean, did what you, did you overhear? How did, how did you uh, overhear us? Or hear, what did you overhear? Uh, so he will tell you the story that he works for Jed. Um, he's kind of like an assistant for, for Jed Jones. Um, and he was actually spying and snooping on your guys' negotiations for payment for this job. Um, realized that the only thing he would need you guys are getting paid is to steal your GPS equipment and run the job himself. And I mean, it's just walking on a railroad. Like he could do that. No big deal. Well, not anymore. Well, there's a couple <laughs> flaws to that. For all of our client knows, you you killed us right outside the enclave. Took the GPS and have no idea what the tracks look like. But uh, that's a pretty bold plan to come out here by yourself. Any other friends out here with you that might also be in debt? Uh, nope. He, he really and totally denies anybody else's involvement. Says that he's. Just he owes that much money, and he owes it to people that are really scary, and um, he's literally just that desperate to try to come out here and do this. Okay, can I roll sensitivity on that? Sure. I will use a will on that to make it a success. <laughs> he is 100 percent honest with you. He is um, he is afraid, like he's afraid of his, for his life out here being left to be eaten by casualties. He's also afraid of it for his life if he goes back to elevation. Like he's that far in debt to somebody scary. Ah, uh, well, who do you owe a debt to? Uh, he tells you that he owes <clears throat> um, a lot of money to Leroy Smith. Leroy Smith is the head of the shipping hands. He would be one of the head honchos um, directly in contention with Jed Jones. The shipping hands are the people who also ran me out of business too, right? Yes. Okay. Did you tell Mr. Uh, did, did you tell him that you were coming out here to, to do this job, or were you going to surprise him with a wad full of bounty? Um, what you need to do now is go ahead and roll me another sensitivity check. God damn it. That's going to determine how I answer your question. Since Brownie's right there, I mean Vaughn's right there, could he also do sensitivity if he has it? Yes, I don't think Brownie any of us have sensitivity. I succeed that would anyway. be assuming if I had sensitivity. True. I succeed okay. anyway. Um, so he doesn't outright say this, but you put it together in how he answers. The whole reason he was spying on your guys' negotiations is that he owed so much money to, to Leroy Smith, and Leroy kind of planted the idea in his head. Like, Ethan here doesn't realize that that's what happened to him. The way okay. he the story like you put it together that like he was totally manipulated into this by smith to spy on jones okay and then in doing that he found what he thought was the perfect way to scam his way out of debt with smith okay hmm i'm gonna share this with the rest of the group well i i is there like a little back window i can open up and shout into talking to the cab like you can just like not drive really fast and roll the windows down and talk. No problem. Okay. So what do you guys want to do? He, uh, he's, uh, paying off a debt to shipping hands. Apparently, uh, he was, uh, he came up with the bright idea with some help to come out here and rob us and to claim the job for, uh, his own. Well, didn't we sign an NDA? Yeah, but he apparently was in the office at the same time and overheard us talk. Well, sounds like shit got disclosed. So we, uh, should probably tie up loose ends. Yeah, I mean, do we want to tell our uh, client about this? 
see what he wants to do about it, or should we just handle this in-house and tell him after the fact? That's that's more of what I was hoping I to discuss with you guys. I really feel like this is something that I mean, could help us if we call him. I don't want to kill this guy. I mean, he's he's just trying to make ends meet. You know, I mean, it's it's not good what he's doing to us, but he, he even works for our boss here. Yeah. Idea just came to me. I mean, if, he's half dead already. If Shipping Hands thinks he's out here taking the job for us, we could have him call in and say he successfully stole the GPS just so they don't send any more people after us? I don't know. So he's not actually doing this for the shipping hands. Okay, okay. The, the head of the shipping hands is who he owes all his debts to. Okay. The one who like gave him the idea to spy on Jed and figure out what it was that he was up to. And then he got the idea on his own to come out here and try to steal the job from you. Okay. So do you guys so, want me to call Jones and ask about this, or no, just we, we, we handle this on our own? Out of character, the smart move is to inform the boss. In character, I think we should just like throw him off a cliff. I'm seeing this guy as being weak, and I want to protect him per my soft spot out of character. I think we should talk to his boss. I think, don't think we should uh, cliff him. I think we should call the boss as well, because I mean, I'm just trying not to be a bad human being. Okay. <laughs> I oh. guess what I guess somebody's got a polyan through this goddamn red market. <laughs> Decoy is definitely Pollyanna, Ian. It's just red market style. Okay. I'll uh, I'll call up uh Mr. Jones then on my laptop. Okay. And what exactly do you tell Mr. Jones? I s uh we have a member uh, a person in his employ, I'll give the name. Uh, who happened to uh, overhear our conversation and take it upon himself to interfere with the job. Uh, we handled it. He is in our uh, custody. Uh, what does he want us to do with him since uh, he is a potential, um, you know? Are you going to mention the uh, the fact that he's being spied upon by... Yeah, I'll... I'll, I'll um... Actually, no. Fuck that guy. He's he threatened me. He said he's in with the. <laughs> yeah, I'll leave that. I'll leave that off for. <laughs> you can use that as I'll leverage that. later. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so Ed looks very upset with what he's about to say. Okay. He kind of like stares at the floor, and he doesn't like. He doesn't look at the camera to make eye contact back with you or anything like that. He just says, "I can't." can't let word get out it has to stay between us i can't it has to stay in house he can't come back Jed just kind of like hangs up the call god damn it i wish i said i was recording this conversation uh who wants to flip him over the bed of the truck okay uh i'm going to uh go back to um to our friend there um and uh i'm gonna hold up the laptop um and uh, guys, I, I basically I want to, uh, if you guys don't mind, I want to get hit, uh, a taped recording of him um, saying that he was spying on uh, Mr. Jones for shipping hands. I just would prefer to have that in our arsenal. But uh, Mr. Jones wants us to remove him from uh, from the play. equation. Yeah, from the equation. So you, you just really want to build up evidence that makes us look like black bag men for Jed Jones. Oh, no, just a recording of him saying that he was spying for uh, 
for shipping hands. For all we know, we left him in the waste perfectly safe and able, and he just lost, got lost on his way home. Yes, but I'm just saying, out of character, looking at the optics, this dude is in the back of a pickup truck. His knee is destroyed. He looks half dead. And you're trying to get him to say that he was working as... Um, just an audio recording, not visual. Okay. Just saying, think about the optics here. Okay. Uh, I will also point out to everybody that's not Nick, that Nick is literally wanting to make um, a walking violation of your NDA agreement. Oh, I did say what he discovered while spying, just the fact that he was spying. That's technically correct, but if Jones sees it, like, not like he's not going to know that that's an, a violation of the NDA. Jones will take it as one, and that's the guy that pays your, pays your job. Oh, God. Chris, I'm almost ready to do an Adam move. <laughs> What's well, that? Do, you, do you guys share that with me? Uh, can I uh, can I pull the NDA up on my Ubix specs and and give it a quick read through? Absolutely. So obviously we we won't get paid, but what are the other um, uh, stipulations of breaking the NDA on our? Uh, basically, surveillance of any employment, um, removal from elevation itself. Uh, removal of any and all dependents or known associates from elevation. They, they're basically they're going to kick you out on your ass in the loss with nothing. So they're they're just going to murder us basically by proxy. I mean, it's if you read between the lines of it, it's a lot cheaper and easier for them to just put a bullet in everybody than to actually follow through with like an exile. Yeah, but I'm the hero of the crash. It's ten over nine to uh, plant tomahawk in his head. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys point out the fact that we could be kicked out for the NDA? Yeah, yeah. I'm driving. I don't. I do not oh, have enough brain power. I'm in the cab of the truck. I can't just like. <laughs> Theoretically, you could like lean out and throw it, but <laughs> that would be cinematic. Um, well, if you guys think it's it would break the NDA? Um... I think it's a bad choice, Nex. Okay. I mean, if fine. If it's going to break the NDA, that I don't want to put my dependents at risk. It's just nice to have an upper hand on someone, especially. Are we just talking about this? Are we talking about this in front of this dude? Yeah, of course. Looks like it. I mean, there was no statements made to the contrary, so I'm going to have to say yes. <laughs> Literally, the only thing that was discussed about that was that we were going to slow down and roll the windows down so we could all talk. Yeah. Just so, uh, hey, man. Uh, sorry. This is your stop. <laughs> Um, so painless or do you want a chance? Ethan throws himself at Vaughn's feet, grabs a hold of like one leg and pleads to live. He read on Vaughn's face that like of all of you, Vaughn was the one that didn't want to have to kill him. Um, yeah. What are you going to do with that? Uh, well, I think I'm going to take a self-control check because I don't want to kill him, but it's not worth losing my and my wife's place at the Enclave. That's fair. Uh, and that would be a self-control success. Uh, seven over one. Um, so, you going to kill him then? Since you... Yeah. You're yeah. going to do it? it I, my, you're not, my, you're not... my wife wouldn't last outside of the Enclave. It, it, I don't want to do this, but it's the only way. <laughs> so in that case, Vaughn, uh, even with a success, I want you to go ahead and lose one point of... Uh, detachment. Done. Everybody needs to go ahead and make it self-control versus detachment. 
is one if you fail, zero if you uh, succeed. Like the one guy in the group that shouldn't have just tapped somebody just totally did. Yeah, no, this is actually getting to decoy. I failed. I passed. Ten over one. Koala in the rain. No fuck so you said that was one to detachment, Sean? It's one if you if you failed, it was one to detachment. Yeah. People are a little less people after you deal with things like that, so Okay. So that was that was that was fun. That was a thing that happened. Did did he have anything on him? Sweet, uh, sweet. No, I I did mention that I looked through his body as I was like through his his person while I was interrogating. <laughs> okay, no, I'm gonna stop right here. Um, if you try to fucking loot the corpse of this dude, <laughs> I, we're gonna have problems. I did say that I was going through his pockets bef- while I was interrogating. Yeah, but after he's dead, if you fucking try to loot him, no, okay. Uh, I, I, will I will turn this car around, young man. Well, just will, after uh, the tomahawk, whip him over the side of the bed, and it's done. Uh, he didn't have anything of particular value on him. He had some uh, uh, a little bit of food and stuff like that in the backpack, but he was traveling as light and as fast as possible, essentially. So he okay. didn't have, and he wasn't a professional taker, so he didn't have like a bunch of stuff to carry around with him. How the fuck did he keep up with a car? That's why I asked if he had anyone out here. I didn't believe it either. He probably got ahead of us while we were clearing the bridge. Actually, uh, he also took off before you guys did. He found out like the day before you actually left. Like when you oh, yeah, we did spend time talking to the. Uh... And and so he he like grabbed some stuff and headed out, and then found a decent place to ambush you. Essentially, like waited to find a good place to ambush you. Um, well, worked out in his favor, didn't it? Almost worked. Okay, so that was uh, that was that. Um, onward we go. Would you say there was a partial refresh of rations in his backpack for somebody? I imagine uh, his backpack wasn't on him when we dumped him off the side of the truck. I'll say that there's, there's like um, six points of rations. It's not a full refresh, but there's six points of rations that you guys could contribute as you see fit. I am almost full up, just so y'all know. Yeah, I'm close as well. Sam? I've got one down right now, but I mean, we can just burp, keep it. That's, that's truck food. We need the dead man's food in the truck. I <laughs> it's <mean>. corp. <laughs> <laughs> a vignette to talk about Gorp? Good old raisins and peanuts, no. How many more legs do we have left? Really? I, I, I was told it was gr- granola old oats, raisins and peanuts. Mm, details. Different recipes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, God. So, yeah. So, uh, I'll, I'll take two of those rations. Two of the six. Yeah, yeah, we can divide them up. Yeah, let's just eat this dead man's food. <laughs> I'll take two as well. Everybody, everybody sits in silence for a while as we finish driving into St. Louis and just eats the dead guy's food. I like how I said, what did he have on him? And now we're eating <laughs> after I got criticized for asking what was on him. I didn't well, we say already, decoy wasn't a hypocrite. We already tipped him out. We already took his backpack. It's where we're at. No, that's fine. That's fine. Um, okay, so this is the end of the uh, first half of the trip, effectively leg 10. Um, nothing happens here, but it's just some narrative stuff. Um, so where you end up at in St. Louis is right off the river, the Mississippi River. Um, it's a second set of large elevators. It's not anywhere near as big as elevation is. It's about a quarter of the size of what elevation is. Um, but it's a huge and massive set of elevators. They're right here on the edge of the river. Um, and like you literally have to take the rails all the way up to this point, um, and then go back in on a different route. Um, 
<clears throat> there's um, approximately 10 silos in it. There's several railway lines that branch through it. Um, and then, like I said, you, you can pass through here and you have to go back a different route. Um, anybody that is interested in it can make me a foresight or a sensitivity check. I actually have a single point of foresight. I'll, I'll I have two. Since I have the only sensitivity. Pass the, seven, the sensitivity. Five over two for foresight. Twelve over five for foresight. Jesus. Everybody make it? Nice. Uh, so everybody that made it, basically, you kind of like put two and two together that whatever the hell is going on in the bigger picture, this is like the end goal. Like, this place is important. Getting here is going to be important, but this place is important to elevation. That being said, the only reason that a massive set of grain elevators like this would be important is if they're trying to do something with all the grain. Grain is literally the life's blood of elevation. Everything there is based off of the grain that they have in their storage. It's what sets prices. It's what sets uh, the power structure. Uh, everything revolves around it. And it looks like, for whatever reason, Jed is seriously looking at moving that grain out here. And oh. the only thing he'd be doing to move it out here, in the middle of St. Louis, which is an actual absolute wrecked hellhole, um, you know, the crash was horrible to this city um, right here on the Mississippi. You know, it was the worst of the worst uh, would be to actually try to transport his grain into the recession. It's the only thing that would make sense to do with this facility out here. So he's going to try to move all that grain out here and then somehow get it across the river. So yay for some foreshadowing. Uh, and onwards with the job, because like while that all sets in, you still have to get freaking home at some point. Decoy's going to have a rare thoughtful moment, and I think I know what's going on here. <clears throat> what do you think's going on here? We've been having issues with grain. It can only sit so long, right? Yeah. Uh, I've been... This is my life. Like, Pa's been... Is the one of the ranch hands. We, uh... Oh, shit. Bad. We need to do this. We need to we need to get as much grain out as possible, y'all. What's going to happen to the community? Do you know? You know, grain has a shelf life, right? True, true. Oh hell, too good to be true. We're going to get to we're at to we're at to hustle. Fuck. We need to leave when that grain leaves. I like how none of us have actually actively stated what's going on. Too. <laughs> it's an NDA. We can't say it. <laughs> the catchphrase like, of the entire campaign is an I should say I haven't I've not actually read Elevation. How close am I, Sean? Oh, you're you're spot on. Yeah. Jesus. I mean, so here's the deal. Theoretically, like if if Jones sells out the entire stores and he keeps the money in elevation, like the enclave doesn't necessarily die off. Like the enclave is constantly producing more grain. They're constantly producing more, uh, you know, they have farms for cattle and wheat and things like that. Um, but like Nikoi has said, grain has a shelf life. It can only last so long, even when it's properly taken care of in a silo like that. You're talking like eight or ten years is impressive to make it that long. Usually between like five and seven is about the max it'll go. So um, not that you guys necessarily know like the exact year kind of limit, but Obviously, grain has a shelf life. Obviously, elevation is getting to the point where that shelf life is about up. If 
the uh, Enclave wants to have any hope of survival, it's going to have to offload the grain and make a profit on it. Like, if the grain totally spoils, the whole Enclave is going to fall, because everything about Elevation is built around the grain. And if it's not there anymore, nothing functions like it's supposed to, and it'll be absolute chaos. And it's an NDA, because they need to do a whole huge shipment all at once and offload. Um, if, if the general populace of Elevation, or the, even the region of Elevation, because like if Elevation just totally shits the bed, like the other enclaves around are going to do the same thing. Yeah. Plus Elevation, raiders would just be hitting everybody. the trucks, the trains as they transport the grain as well. Exactly. So they, they absolutely can't afford to let anybody know that, that this is what's going on. This so entire session... About- I just want to point out this entire session has been a microcosm of the entire concept because Decoy just keeps thinking like, oh, we got to be liquid. Let's just be liquid. <laughs> Elevation is not liquid. So, yeah, I was I was going there too. So basically what we're talking about is liquidating all of the pre-crash stores that we've been sitting on, right? Yes. Okay. Hopefully. I hopefully, as it's, it's we understand it. Essentially, essentially, that's what the the checks that everybody made was for. Is like you put together like the only reason that he would be so secretive about having uh, a new group of takers come all the way out here instead of hiring. Like he could have just hired a local group from the area and not sent somebody across so many states to come check this place out. But that would be more people that would know about it, right? And the only reason that he'd send you specifically to a massive set of grain elevators like this is because. He needs to make sure he can get here. And the only reason that he would need to make sure that he could get from elevation to here is if he intended to use those elevators, and that means he's moving the grain. And the so, only place he could possibly afford to buy it all, especially in like a big lump sum, would be the recession. Like no other faction out here could afford to either take it for one or actually afford to pay for it. So I think there's something here that speaks well to all of this. If he's wanting us to make sure that we clear the tracks on the way back, that tells me that he's shipping something back in exchange for the grain, and it's not just you know plastic. It's not just cards. Or he probably he might want uh, multiple routes that the trains could take, so he could send like a decoy train or you know something like that. Mm. Or they're trying to become a um, the next staging operation for uh, reclamation. Or not even the decoy. He could ship the the grain shipments in half, one down one route, one down the other, just in case one train's lost. He doesn't lose all the grain. So now we just gotta get back. Yeah. Can we skip some legs in the truck, or? Absolutely, you can skip legs in the truck. Yeah. Yep. We still have a vignette. Vignette our way through some scenes. Hmm. Well, while while we're here, can we uh, scav for some? Scav for what? Fuel. Fuel well, yeah, absolutely. Uh, nine over four for me. That's one more point of fuel? No, seven over, like <laughs> four over seven. Just the one. <clears throat> so I don't think we've been tracking our um, our rations and our fuel very well so far. Because I think we probably should have had to refresh before we did on the... No, I've, I've been tracking my, refresh, my uh, rations. We should be out of fuel this scene. Okay, so that means we have the one that we found here. Yep. Okay. Uh, I could look. Yeah, burn a charge. I mean, hopefully if we're not doing combat or anything. I mean, I, th- I, I just want to point out, I'm not going to refresh my uh, my Ubix once they're burned. Well, if you don't want to, I mean, we can just hoof it. No, it's just it, it it's what we need to do. I'm just making sure y'all know. Like, I have yeah. five charges of Ubix. Well, I'm on. Th- I also have Ubix. 
I also have Ubic, and maybe one of my refresh could go to you. Uh, it doesn't work that way. I was I was listening. I was hearing that it does work that way if it's uh, compatible items. Like this gun bullet sure. to this gun bullet doesn't work, but battery for Ubic to battery for, to Ubic might. Okay, it's up well, to the uh, up to the market. I'd, for something like a Ubic specs, like I would totally allow you to to gift a refresh like that. That's fine. All right, uh, seven over six. Yeah, you get another point of fuel then. That's enough for two legs. Then we can scav at the next stop. I just can't scavenge at all. I've got like nothing in it. Same here. On this, are we, are we rolling out? Now everybody should have spent ten rations just in distance that we've traveled. Yeah. Not counting everything else that we spent, and we spent um, five points of fuel so far because we had the extras for the dead drop and stuff. I'm gonna I'm gonna use my first refresh, or I, I'm gonna grab some refresh from Vaughn to uh, up my rations back to zero. Right. I'll mark that so, off. Same. Yep. I'm gonna do the same, Vaughn. All right. I have. Yeah. I'll do the same. Okay, so the extra haul of rashes that we brought with us are now all spent? Yes. Mm-hmm. And I get my haul back. Okay. Alright, so are we get a vignette? Or that was a vignette, I guess, us sitting there talking. I mean there was well, we could have been talking for the first leg, talking about that on our way back. Okay. Uh, that particular leg encounter is essentially like a vignette prompt. Like there's no actual Okay. And actually goes on, and that is just like if you make the rolls to realize, like, okay, I got you going on. All right, so hmm, you know, the most traumatic stuff would have been uh with next. So, if we're gonna do a vignette, why don't next? What do you how would you how are you coming to terms with that? If y'all don't mind me offering a suggestion, I'm fine with vignette, sure. Okay, uh, so we start back on our way towards elevation on the second route to take. Uh, we are still driving. Um, we're not skipping a leg. We're having the vignette. So we don't spend a fuel charge for this. But what you will have to do still is spend your two points of rations. Because of we're, we're counting this as distance instead of exertion. Again, time spent, essentially, instead of exertion. Uh, we can still have the vignette and not, not have any, any hinky stuff happen. So Next, I'd like, uh, you want me to start this off, guys? Or does anybody have an idea? If you want to use the vignette table or just talk about a subject, either is fine with me. So if you had an idea, Adam, go... We could talk about the death of elevation. I was just kind of like, uh, as we are, I guess, driving in the truck and whatnot, or sitting there, like, uh, see, Vaughn is Brownie's character, right? Nex is, uh, Nex is, uh, Brownie's, okay. Uh... Like, this is mine. Bon is brownies. I'm, I'm getting yep. bass backwards. I'm sorry. Been up since 5 a.m. It's 11. <laughs> Batteries running low. So you had to do it, Vaughn. I mean, I was going to kill him if you didn't. Like we had to do it. Yeah, it's just it's it's deeper than even I was thinking of at the time. This NDA, it's 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 real. I mean, I, I see the reason for it now. It seemed like overkill, but I see I see it. Yeah. I mean, Maybe you break I it. We break it. Our we're out. We we fail this. We're out. The parts that don't involve us later get failed. If that happens, we're out. I mean, this is this could be the end of our lives as we know it. I mean, it could be it. We just had to play our cards right. Go ahead, Nick. I'm sorry. No, I'm just agreeing. Uh, I was going to say before maybe I should have told uh, Jones about shipping hands spying on him. Word might have already gotten out that this is happening, and people are making moves to capitalize on it. Hey, look, we, you showed him that you showed Jones that we're all, we're taking our end of it as clear. And we, I mean, 
I saw it in the in the laptop. He didn't even look at you when he did that. Like we did his dirty work. We're we're in it. I like killed that, that dog it? for no reason. <laughs> the alternate ending dog killer. <laughs> Just decoy says that out of nowhere. Uh, like, look, guys. Like, if we get to we we're on the ground floor of this here, and I'm not like maybe if we play our cards right when that train full grains coming up here, maybe we can make it right across the into the recession with it. We just have yeah. to. I mean, knowing what's at stake. I mean, do you want this to go to some other taker crew, or do we try to ride this thing all the way down? I I think like, we're gonna have to. I don't think he wants. He, just one person found out, and Jones had him killed. I think he's gonna s- stick with us, or I'd hate to say it, he might have us killed. We've got the NDA. We have to keep. We have to keep to the NDA. That's hey. So a really awesome point just got brought up for everybody. That yeah, I'll do that self control check, Sean. I hear where you, I see where you're going. If you guys like get through this and you don't take the next job, or he's forced to take somebody else instead of you guys, like yeah, you're a liability. You break the NDA by not not continuing to do the jobs that follow up on this. I mean, not even that. Just even beyond that. I mean, we know how important this is. We know if we want our livelihoods to stay roughly how they've been, we need to, we need to see this through. Mm-hmm. We can also torpedo Jones. Oh yeah. You could totally, you could go to somebody else, one of the other major leaders of the Enclave and torpedo the crap out of Jones and hope that you get a better deal from somebody else if you wanted to. Either way though, everybody needs to make me a self-control check for stress because sorry. Literal weight one. of your world is bearing down on you at this point. Ha <laughs> ha! Crit success. I guess it's karma. I failed. <laughs> I'm very dumb. <laughs> Normal success. Uh, so Normal this is success. a this is a one two situation. It's one if you make it. It's two if you fail. The critical success you... takes nothing. This is stress, right? Yes, stress. Um, decoy is basically like still bummed out about killing the dog for no reason. That. Like the rest of the existential crisis doesn't quite sink in yet. Oh no, I'm I'm starting to realize why my dad's been acting the way he has. I'm I'm more thinking about family problems than existential problems. <laughs> my dad does love me. Hmm, jury's still out on that. We're not quite that far. So as we uh, had a nice warm conversation where we realized that we're like <laughs> we're stuck. <laughs> You're you're in it too deep to get out now, essentially. We're in it to win it. Okay, so what we can do, out of character, to get us out of this impossible situation, we can basically create a dead drop of information. This is the operator route of things, just so y'all know. Uh, dead drop of information, kill switch, say, we know what's going on with elevation, we will destroy you if you do anything to us. Oh, I was I was gonna I'm I'm paranoid. I I was gonna say something along those lines. Like if I go missing, message is gonna be delivered to to certain people. Okay, I was Nick, gonna bring that up if uh, you can be the operator here. <laughs> I'm not thinking operator levels of destroy elevation. It's more like paranoid next levels of please don't kill me or I'll make it hurt. <laughs> <laughs> you destroy me, I'll destroy all of you. Oh man. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm so not there yet, those, Sean. So don't worry. You're good. You're good. Uh, with all those warm and fuzzy feelings going on now, 
the next leg comes up, everybody spend two rations, and then do we burn a fuel charge and skip it, or do we interact with something? I- I'm in the mood to interact with something, just anything to distract me from this. <laughs> Decoy's gonna take a break. I've been driving for like six hours, just thinking <laughs> about my family. Okay, so uh, basically, like you guys pull off the the railroad tracks or stop on the railroad tracks. Uh, you know, get out, you stretch, find a tree to go take a leak behind, that kind of stuff. Uh, everybody, Awareness. roll me. Uh, no, I need everybody to roll me a black die, and I need to know who gets the lowest. Eight, four. One moment. Okay, black die. Uh, so, wait, somebody got a four? Mm-hmm. I got a four. Five. Nice. Sorry. Uh, Adam had a three? Okay. So what happens is... Um, Adam, what is your character's name? I'm blank. Skids. Skids. Yeah. Golly. Uh, so Skids, like, says, I'll be right back, guys. I got to you know, head around behind the tree here. She's um, not comfortable peeing around us. Oh, hey, some people just can't do that in public. It's okay. Yeah, it's fun. Skids, right. Joshman. Skids comes back from around the tree um, after a minute or two, you know, an appropriate amount of time. However, uh, they have their hands held above their head and are, like, walking very slowly and carefully um, and are, like, walking back to you guys. Um, Skids, you were ambushed by a group of people and given a a pair of Ubik specs and told to take this in and to give it to the guy that talks for your group. Uh, you, you, you noticed that there was, uh, uh, there's three people, three people that you saw that interacted with you. Um, Skids, you all right? <laughs> we told you that if the truck leaves without you having a phone call, that the explosives they've planted on the, on the railroad tracks ahead of you will explode and you guys will all die in the truck. Uh, so you probably want to have the conversation. I'll relay that with, um, uh, a shaky voice. Oh God. Sorry, guys, I got to jump on me here. Um, next, they want to talk to you. But is is it Vonner's our talk? No, I'm kidding. Uh, no, I'm not the talker. <laughs> uh, can you I? Want me uh, to, you want me to have a gun? Um, are, are they are they watching us? Um, skids. I, I assume so. As, as far as you know, yes. They said they would be. Uh can I get in? Am I like in the in the vehicle, or are we all just out and around it? It's like everybody's just kind of milling around, right around the, the vehicle. Okay, because I kind of want to pull out my stingray and see what's going on there. Um, I'm going to just nudge Vaughn and mumble, mm-hmm. "I need I need a spotter." Let's see what the video says first. Okay. Uh okay. Uh, can can I pull out my stingray, Sean? Or you absolutely can. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll pull it out and check for Ubik signals or or anything. There are three active Ubik signals, like transmitting Ubik signals, mm-hmm. in the general vicinity. They are off in the tree line a ways, um, you know, 150, 200 yards away. Okay. Uh, hey, uh, guys, they're off that direction. There's three of them, 150, 200 yards away. Uh, do I know if my Stingray could jam any signals sent to the bomb, or would that be not fall under the, the purview of the Stingray? Um, the Stingray doesn't necessarily block signals so much as it, it intercepts and hijacks. Okay. Um, it would be 
possible, maybe, if you knew what kind of frequency they were going to be using or what kind of a transmission they were going to use to detonate. Without knowing that in advance, you probably wouldn't be able to do it fast enough. You could probably scramble the frequency, but that would probably cause the bomb to go off right now. Yeah. If there's actually a bomb there. Guys, do you want me to, to hijack? Uh, let's just, do you want me to just talk to them before we do anything? Get, get some time for us. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to have my Stingray out and ready to possibly do anything to their Ubic uh, glasses, but I will uh, not do anything uh, until I get the say-so, and I'll put on the Ubic glasses that were given to us and uh, I guess call the one number that's in there or something. Um, I'm going to turn my Ubics on. Uh, before you turn yours on, I have a suggestion. Sure. What's up? Hey, uh, you, you have one of those fancy tracking devices, right? Yeah. Think you can get me and patch me into their system? Uh, I mean, that's if they have uh, a Ghoulnet set up. Uh, I don't know. Do, do they have a Ghoulnet set up, Sean? And is that possible? Uh, you would have to actually get into their one of their devices with the Stingray to find out if they had Ghoulnet active. Like, they all three I, are active on Ubic at the moment. If you can get into one of their devices, you can get the camera feedback to me, and I'll be able to draw a beat on them. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. Uh, yeah. uh, for could that, I use my security system specialist profession for a role to do that? Perfect thing to use. Yes, sir. Okay. I didn't know how to name it to be good at computers, but so I figured that was good enough. Uh, that is a success. Seven over four. Okay. Uh, yeah, so basically what I'll say is that, uh, they don't have a Ghoulnet active, but what you can do is you can feed their Ubic signals back over to uh, Decoy, and Decoy can basically triangulate off of their cameras, like using the three different viewpoints that they get to figure out where they're at. It'll probably take some time. Though. Yes, it will take you time and effort to do so, but you can do so. Okay. Well, if if you're all set decoy uh, i'll wait a minute or two for you to do whatever you want to start doing whatever you want to have doing and i can probably I'll talk to them uh, yeah i'll call them at least they'll be just like i could i don't know talk to them and distract at least one of them okay so if you if you place the call it is picked up um the guy that answers looks very used car salesman-ish um he's still wearing like a suit and tie out here in the apocalypse um it's not a very good looking suit and tie uh, but he is, in fact, still dressed as best as he can be. Um, he introduces himself, says his name is Priceline. Uh, I killed that fucker! Informs <laughs> you that he uh, he works with a group called Freelance, and unfortunately uh, for you, uh, they have come to understand that there is a substantial amount of money to be made um, by taking your GPS equipment that was given to you, and then going to talk to a guy named Jones in Elevation. And Priceline essentially says, look, I'm really sorry to do this to you guys, uh, but work out here has really dried up for us up north. Uh, we're, we're looking to make the last little bit of money so that we can get the hell out. And unfortunately, you're the names that came up on our list for the last big score. Um us a big we're a Joel's? we're not guys. somebody's Joel's. we're Joel's. <laughs> you need the equipment and i really don't want to have to kill you for it well i'm, I'm sorry but uh the other night 
I guess we're a popular target. Some asshole snuck into our camp and ran off with their GPS unit. We're on our way back to... You, there's no point staying out here without it. Let's Skilled adversary, so I'm going to say you have a plus one red on your difficulty. Oh, that's great. Uh, I might as well not even add my plus one to deception. Not that it would help anyway. I failed. Great. Um, <laughs> technically, you uncovered the shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, Priceline kind of looks at you and goes, Look, I know that's bullshit. I know you've still got it. You guys are way too chipper and don't look anywhere near defeated enough to have totally lost your entire payday this far from home. <laughs> to be fair, he hasn't you been be like, watching be, us, has he? To be fair, our sniper is dumb as shit. <laughs> what? <laughs> what if I told you about another payday? We know about an Amtrak train. We just salvaged a tenth of it and got 20 bounty. Where? What? Where? I mean, I'll tell you where as long as you start not being near us and disabled the bombs you apparently planted on. That's not how that works at all. I hold the cards. I call the shots. If you want to try to buy me off, you better give me the information. Um. So, are we, am I starting to triangulate at all? So you need to make me. Yeah, I'm going to skill check of some foresight. Sort. Um, foresight would probably be a pretty appropriate one. Yeah. All right. Brownie, why are you saying that? Uh. So Vaughn is just kind of pointing at his eyes and crying, making hand gestures that look like clouds. All right, so that's an eight out of th- over uh, two. Two. All right. So you are successfully getting uh, out where they're at. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I'm going to say is that you have figured out where one of the three is. You have a good idea of where a second one is, uh, but you will have to make a uh, at least a stealth check to get to the first one. Okay. To get within range of throwing tear gas or anything like that. Um, so what I'm going to do is nudge Vaughn and um, point him in the direction of that one. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to stealth try to palm him some tear gas. Okay. That is oh, a four oh, over one. That's going to be a criminality. Does either of you actually have criminality? Fuck. I have a criminality of one. I have a criminality of one. Okay. I d- uh, I'm going to say that Brownie needs to make the roll because criminality is the actual skill that would cover that more than True. stealth. True. Uh, so if Brownie can get it from you stealthily, then we can we can do that. Uh, that'd be a 10 over 6 criminality. Good to go. All right. All right. And I'm going to uh, point in the direction of the two I saw. Okay. Uh, going to kind of like eye next to have them keep talking so I can get the third one beaded down. Okay, Priceline, you seem like a reasonable person. Yes, okay, you don't have to remove the bombs or anything, but how about you give me this? You tell us where you heard about us from, and then I'll give you the court. Does that seem fair? You're not giving us, a, you're not giving up any leverage. That's true, I'm not giving up any leverage. I'm more than happy to tell you that nobody told us about you directly. Uh, some people had been making some inquiries about the railways way out here from your enclave. Uh, so we we kind of listened to what was being asked, and then we kind of put some pieces together, and then we asked some questions of our own, and kind of figured some stuff out. Um, Can you be a little bit more specific than uh, we figured things out and heard things from people, like actual names, or 
Uh, oh, actual name. I don't actually chat know. Chat rooms or anything? Or... Um, so I can tell you that what I heard came from some people that worked for, um, like, the, they they call themselves, like, ship hands or something like that down there. Okay. I don't know. Not Did... anywhere near a boat. But um, they had made some inquiries, like, logistics-wise from some enclaves up here. Uh, but also one of our other guys had heard some stuff. Um, he's got some friends with the gunners or whatever that you got down there. I guess some of those guys have been asking questions and they've been coming out here, out this direction. Okay. Between the two of them, uh, you know, like, like I said, we paid attention. We've got some stuff kind of figured out. And then we asked our own questions and, uh, heard that you guys were out here. Okay. So, so both groups know a little bit, but with their combined information, you were able to figure it out. Like the the right hand didn't know what the left hand was talking about. Okay, sounds sounds like the gunners and definitely shipping hands there. Uh, okay. Um, well, the Amtrak train uh, is located along the uh, and I'll just list a line. I won't list a specific possession position, but I'll just list the line of tracks, the, the generic line. <laughs> um, will like take like it looks like he's he's obviously doing like some some Google searching for a minute and he's like yeah it's probably not going to be close enough for us to want to go chase that thing so you're gonna have to do better than that okay so uh should i make another uh check that'd be a great time to do so sir got it hey crit success uh so yeah you can figure out for sure where both of the other two are um you do also uh figure out um since what you were getting fed was a camera feed from their uh ubics what their ubics were actually getting fed as well. Uh, there is a drone that is in flight uh, directly above the guy in the middle of the three. Like they're all, they're not standing right together, right? They're, they're spread out, you know, like 30 or 40 yards between them. Um, but it's directly above him. It's apparently not making much noise because you can't hear it. Um, but it has actually got a camera feed on it that is direct to him and him only. It can see the high rail truck. Other three guys, the actual three people, can't see the high rail truck itself from where they're at. All right. Hey, uh, Nex. Yeah. You want to tell the guy he's being watched? Who's like who's being watched? The fella got a, got us in his sights. He's uh he's being watched. Got a drone right above his head. And okay, out of character, Sean, is the drone watching him? Because I sorry, I, I spaced there for a second. It sounded like you said that they had a drone watching us. Not not the the drone that is above the guy in the middle is actually watching your high rail truck. It's what can actually see you guys. Okay. The three the three guys from freelance here uh, oh. don't have actual line of sight to you guys. Okay. okay. So that's what I thought. But do I have an idea of where I could fire? It's like you you figured out like where you'd have to move to to be able to to put rounds on target for all three of them. Um, and it's actually even more simple now because none of them have direct line of sight back to you. Um, so. I could take out the drone and then go after them. Well, uh, does does my stingray show uh, any of the Ubics connecting to that drone? No, the drone itself is not live on Ubic. Okay, it's either it's either got like a direct cable to this guy, or it's like Bluetooth or something like that. Maybe it's not it's not run over Ubic itself. And here's one last question: Can I have their Ubics device? I don't like I don't know the exact extent of the stingray in the setting. Um, can can I just like display like an ear piercing screech through the ubix their own ubix with my stingray like stun uh, them temporarily and give everyone a chance to shoot them? 
Yes, you can do something like that. It will require another check, and I will say to do it simultaneously on three different devices will require, um, let's say, like a plus one red on the difficulty for it to get it to happen simultaneously. Probably an extra charge or two as well. An extra charge would make sense, too. Do you guys want me to do that? It don't seem like negotiations an option. So Okay, so that'll that'll knock them out for the round where they can't move in to target us. I can take out the drone and then Vaughn can throw the tear gas in the direction I pointed. From there yep. we can melt into the background and hunt them. I think we have since they tried to ambush us, we have the better um the better power here. The like we're we're they wanted to fuck us up by just getting us in their sights. Well, I mean, if you wanted to, what I was thinking was I stunned them. You guys could have a free shot at them. They'll react by hopefully taking cover. And when they're in cover, that's when you throw the, the tear chlorine gas. I don't, I don't have direct line of sight on them. That's the issue. Oh, okay. the tear, the tear gas will work because it will, um, it, the, it's it'll not chlorine gas. Them. Yeah. It, it'll give them like, it basically it'll force them out. Okay. <laughs> Shit. I, we didn't I, sell the stems in St. Louis. I think the term you were looking for, Chris, is probable cause. True. Because, yeah. yeah, we're going to have to take these guys out anyway, because it's like the last guy we encountered. They can't be spreading info on this. Yep. Okay, just let me know when you guys are ready, and I'll send the the signal. Do I need to row self to get in close range? Um, I will say that one of the three of you can make a stealth check and actually sneak away from the, the truck without being noticed. If all three of you tried to do something like that, they would obviously take notice before you could affect anything. It should probably be me, because I have the longest range out of all of us. And they are effectively at extreme range right now. So Yeah, I can I, I can actually work with extreme range. I don't think the tear gas throw would reach that far though. You if it's extreme range on a firearm. You'd have to you'd have to make some moves into the forest to get to them. Use that. It's fine. Alright, so here's what I would I suggest we do from a tactical standpoint. I'll melt away, get into a good position for, for a sniping standpoint. They probably have a sniper on their side, so we need to knock them down first. Um, Negotiator's probably going to be the weakest out of all of them, just from our knowledge and innate knowledge of red markets. You say that now. <laughs> it's also Priceline. Dude went down like a bitch. It's true, he did. Um, Sean's an evil motherfucker, so I presume it's going to be another actually successful member freelance. <laughs> Toss-up's probably there, right? He's, he's successful. Uh, Toss-up? Probably not operator. Maybe long shot? I think Munchkin's too fucked up, so I don't play I don't think it's cool playing with other IPs. I say they're just nondescript people. <laughs> Sean laughs. Okay. Um so I'm just thinking of like skill sets. Alright, so um we probably need to take out the sniper, then take out whoever else is, and then we can do something with long uh with priceline. Um Skids, your best bet is to tear off. You're faster than all of us. You can basically rush in and take somebody down. Next, um, you should probably be... I, I can jam their Ubix. Yeah, you should be a decoy for decoy. Okay. I'll, I'll jam my Ubix and make sure they don't destroy the car. Yeah. Bum, you do you, boo. You, you have the tear gas. All right. 
That sounds good. So before we start rolling shit, I'm allowed to use my refresh for rations, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, because I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm almost out. And a, a refresh isn't isn't an action involved in it. So like, if you spend the last ration that you have and you have a refresh left, you just refresh. With with food, yeah. So I guess where you're going to take out the drone first, or are you just going to take it? Do you got a shot on Priceline? Um, I'm trying to melt away, so I need well, you to talk a little bit longer next. Okay. Uh, what I want to ask for is Kristen's to make me a stealth check and mm-hmm. make, make me uh, some kind of a social skill to keep Priceline on the line. I'll. <laughs> Does leadership count? No, I, that absolutely would. That would okay. That's my best social skill. Leadership would just be you. You're able to ability to, to lead the conversation and keep him engaged in it. All right, I'm spending the will to flip that to be a twelve over six. Succeed ten over three. Nice. Okay, so Chris manages to sneak off and become one with the woods. Um, next manages to keep Priceline on the line uh, and discussing possible other options for payment. Um, in exchange, instead of giving off the, the whole of the job. Uh, I'll give you shares in my company. <laughs> next round of stuff that needs to happen is uh, Nex is going to need to do his deal to stun everybody. Yes. This works. I said, this needs to be at a plus one red, and you need to spend a charge to get this to happen simultaneously to everybody. Uh, would that be a charge off my Stingray or laptop or both? Uh, just... We'll just the stingray. Okay. Success. Uh, two and one would be eleven and six. Success. Nice. Okay, so that's gonna kick off. Um, basically, everybody hears like all three of them go, "Ow, son of a bitch!" Um, well, you notice like like all three of them like knock their ubics off their face. Okay. Um, I'm gonna take this moment to kill one. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say that you will need to make an athletics check to get into a position where you have line of sight. Because you're going to have to okay. rush. That. Okay, that's fine. Um, ties go to the market. Okay. Um, so I will say with a tie, um, you you get to moving. You just don't quite make it in time before they start moving as well. And you happen to come like on a tree. It gets in between the two of you. But you don't, okay. can't see you to put it around on target. Um, I believe Vaughn was going to take off into the woods. Running towards where I have to um, make the throw for the tear gas. Yep. Okay. Uh, make me an athletics check. Uh, five over three. Okay. Also, reminder, I can only fire every other round when we're in combat like this. I remembered that. I'm, I'm assuming your PSA is for everybody else, but I remember yes. that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know you did, Sean. <laughs> Uh, Skids, you are also going to go and try to run down somebody. I need you to make an athletics check to do that as well, please. Awesome. Uh, Brownie, I forgot. You did succeed or you didn't succeed? Did succeed. Okay. Are we, um, are we treating it as a tactic and a twitch, or is it no, not there yet? You're just, you're just using your tactic to, to move that far. Um, you specifically have to make one more to get in range to throw a grenade, a smoke, smoke grenade. Um, as far as skids goes, um, because of your tough spot and everything like that, and you got a critical success, I will say you've covered enough ground fast enough that you could put rounds on target with your submit. Well, you know what? That sounds like a delightful plan, and I'm glad to be able to take part in it. 
<laughs> Keep Priceline no alive, though. Dude. <laughs> oh, yeah, I lot him up. Do you spend charges afterwards to deal additional damage? Uh, no, there's, there's, the charges is deal to adjacent damage. That's what spray. Well, I don't have spray. No, no, uh, it automatically comes with that ability of spending. Oh, yeah. That's right. Damage. Yeah, you can straight up, like, St. Valentine's Massacre them. Can spend charges after hit to increase damage. It so. should have automatic on it already. Yeah, it does have automatic. I didn't. I was I was reading for spray, uh, which is an upgrade. Yeah, I will go ahead and spend two charges. I guess more. What was your What was your natural black? It was a uh, ten ten. I think you rolled you rolled ten ten. Yeah. Critically succeeded. Yeah. Not spend any extra charges. Whoever the hell it was that you hit is totes dead. Like several several. SMG rounds into their brain. They are no longer a problem. Um, because you were the one figuring it all out and deciding who was going after who, a decoy, who did that just get murdered? Um, Knowing you, Sean, I'm going to say the sniper. Okay. It, it would make sense that our fastest person to react. Hello? I'm still here. Hello. Oh, sorry. It just got very quiet all of a sudden. I was just getting notes there. Okay, so uh, long shot is down. Hey, David, <laughs> no. Called it. The most uh, delightful sniper in the, in the walls is dead. Well, that's a shame, dear. Oh, oh bye. <laughs> that's all, this, is, this is Bizarro long shot. We can never this go This is Bizarro long shot right now. <laughs> uh, okay, so that was Adam's action. Uh, what is next doing? Uh, I'm just gonna... I have no idea that they threw their Ubix down. I guess. So I would just continue jamming it and just making sure none of them make moves on the vehicle. Okay. Uh, for their actions, the two that are still alive, Priceline and Null, both basically attempt to turn tail and run away. Uh, <laughs> not gonna happen, my dude. Not in this kind of a fight at all. Uh, and so they're gonna try to escape. Um, that is their turn, so we'll go back to... Um, is that Brownie you said? Uh, decoy is next. Um, and and then Vaughn. Can I draw a bead on Priceline? Uh, I will again say you need to make a um, athletics check to get target lined up. Happily, that's a critical success. Eight eight. Yeah, you you have um, both of them. You you managed to get into a spot where you can keep a line of sight for at least another round on both of them. All right. Well, I'm going to destroy another knee tonight. Hey. So this will be a called shot, which will be a precision roll, sir. I mean, all my all my rolls are precision rolls. I have a true. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah, I have a capped gun. Um, that is an eight over three. Nice. So we blow out the knee on Priceline. Yep, just straight up destroyed Priceline's knee. It doesn't go over very well, but he can't do much about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Vaughn, it's up to you to take out the other guy. Vaughn, it is. Uh, it is your turn. Um, as you move forward once more, you do uh, obviously see um, the wounded Priceline out there uh, that is hollering in pain as he gets his kneecap blown off. Can I tell where well enough where the last moving running person is? Yes, you can. You can. They make enough uh, noise and draw enough attention to themselves. You can see the last person. <clears throat> they are actively running away though, so you are not able to use the gas grenade. I don't suppose I could uh, get my my pistol out in time, and I may not be close enough. 
Uh, you could get your pistol out and fire around if you so chose. Uh, I, I think would, that's where we're at now. I would say that that will be a precision roll simply because you're having to move and then draw and then shoot. Okay. You don't have time to like put multiple rounds down down range. Yep. Uh, that would have been a uh, where firearms. That would have been a um, nine nine goes to market, but I'd like to spend a will to make it a crit success hey! with my madcap. Why not? We can do that. Oh crap! Sean hasn't used any of his madcap. God damn. It. Yeah. <laughs> this is gonna end poorly at all. Nope, not at all. <laughs> I just have to make no more rolls the rest of the game. <laughs> what lasted? So crit success. What does that do for me? Crit success means that you you they are d e d dead right there. Uh, you manage to get a headshot, and they they fall over. Um. There is no more active pursuit that is required. Uh, we can drop out of combat rounds. Um, Priceline is still alive, um, although not in very good shape. So I'm I'm uh, just walk right up to him while holding my rifle, and when I'm about like ten feet out, I'm just going to unchain uh, like I'm just going to chamber the barrel. I don't know fucking guns, my dude. I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna pick it apart, but yeah, are you gonna do what now? Uh, like I was. I'm going to do that intimidating thing where you just like sort of pull the thing back, and then the the stovepipe falls out. He, yes, he pops the old, the shell out with the the lever, and then uh, chambers another round. Oh, yeah, you you cycle cycle the action on the on the bolt action rifle. Yes. Yes. Okay. So that that is what I do. Yes. Nice sound. <laughs> that wouldn't me. That that was Sean. No, that was my bolt action rifle. I just took off the wall. Okay, <laughs> we got a foley artist here, Sean. A trio of murder hobos right now. Anyway, like Bram, he's got a lever, or he's got a, a bolt action rifle, like within reach of his computer. That's awesome, Sean. Okay, says I don't. Uh, question: Could while I hijacked their their Ubix, uh, could I have gotten a list of any outgoing calls or incoming calls or Absolutely. anything off of it? ransacking their, their Ubix for information right now. Absolutely. Okay, I'll be doing that while Decoy wants to do whatever Decoy does. <laughs> Decoy, what are you going to do? Um, I'm just going to push Priceline onto the ground, knee to the back, gun gun to his head. Well, howdy there, friend. Uh, yeah, so he's essentially pooping his pants. You know, I don't take kindly to people threatening to murder me and my home. <laughs> I mean, uh, we we didn't even have actual explosives, man. Like it was just we just wanted to scare you off and and get the the big payday, man. Like you know, I didn't know that. Of course, you, you know, The fun thing about not knowing things is that not knowing things can be scary. I'm I admit I'm not a very smart guy, so I I try to know things like how to rifle a gun, how to rifle a chamber, how to you know. Make sure your gun's on target. How to really just make someone hurt, and I just sort of dig a little more with my knee into his back. Uh, he he shouts and hollers in pain again. Um, I'm going to need somebody to roll me a black and a red. I actually don't have any dice out. All right. <clears throat> black nine, red one. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Great so... Nine red one means that uh, there is nine casualties, one shamble away. Uh, so from around the area around Priceline, 
um, a group of casualties come out uh, from some pretty thick underbrush and stuff like that. Uh, Decoy, you basically got distracted uh, messing with him, uh, and they got a little closer to you than you meant for them to before you realized it. Um, the good news is, is that they all fall upon Priceline because uh, he's the easy and loud and tastier treat at the moment. Um, but we're not going to get to have any more conversation because he's going to be actively eaten. Uh, yeah, so good times with that. Uh, you do have well, nine cats go a, a shamble away from you. They're distracted at the moment, so I'm going to run. <laughs> Probably a good idea. I think we should uh, uh, head out of melee range and then uh, pick them off. These guys have some good loot. Oh, they sure fucking do. <laughs> All right, so athletics to run my ass off. Mm-hmm. Six over five. That'll do you. And I guess I'm going to spend my Twitch to get a little farther. Do I need to roll for this? No. Okay. Uh, you can put up to, essentially you can put up to like 10 shambles in distance between you and them with a not successful check. Um, they will be busy consuming him for a minute. So basically, as long as we spend charges to cover the nine casualties, we can just get rid of them. They're not going to be interested in you guys until they're done with their meal that they're in the middle of. Turn it on the Ubix. Uh, so I tried to get information out of Priceline and it didn't go well. Um, who wants bounty? That's that's good. I'm, I'm rifling through their Ubix right now um, in case they made off with it. Um, I guess you I'll salvage spend... what you can and we'll we'll reconvene. Should probably check and see if that drone is still active. Is it still active? Uh, it's just like in a basic uh, like hover um, like recovery mode kind of thing. Like it lost its uh, control signal. And so it's just like it came back down to like a, a five foot height and it's just sitting okay. there. Okay. Uh, it's just sitting there. there. If one of you could just snag it or find whatever's controlling it and then uh, power it down. I don't know. Probably if I price on Ubix. Yeah. I don't know if I want to go through nine casualties to get it. Well, it's just task action if we take them out now. Out of character, Sean did say, well, I don't know if he said all of them, but some of them threw their Ubix to the ground. Which we can find with your. Um, with your device on your stingray, like none of them moved because they all dropped their, their Ubix. You know what? Fuck it. Well, I'm up for killing them, but I, I just, on the side, Chris, I just got to tell you, you made me cringe when you, when you, uh, the fact that your character shot somebody and then walked for so far, it's like, I had my dad in my head going, son, as soon as you shoot that shot, you're going to eject that shell. Like my dad's just in my head right now. Chris. <laughs> like, well, that's not, that's not good form. So, no, it's cool. I'm not. Decoy's not very smart. It's cool, dude. No, your so, head is now in your head saying that. Go ahead, Sean. Yeah, Sorry. I like that. I will spend enough cha- charges off my pistol to take out four of the casualties. You're going to take out all of them? Four, four of them is all I can do and my gun before me after that. I mean, I've got rounds, but I've only got five rounds left. Charges. <clears throat> well, if you if you empty the rest from yours since it's not hungry, take care of this and you can refresh. Also, I just want to say, Sean, I've killed you for a second time, old man. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Brownie, I can I can burn. I'll I'll burn five charges to take. I mean, that's all I got right now. If I, I mean, I could do a refresh. You can you can do a refresh after that though. All right, so it, so I never did take the refresh for the food. So and I guess I'll just go ahead and burn charges. And uh, yeah, there all the casualties are gone. Okay, so whoever wants to take notes, we'll uh, we'll run through the list of the cool loot anyway. I am ready. All the loot, not just the cool loot. 
I'm there are three sets of Ubik specs. Plus the one that was given to um, Knox, right? The one that was given to Skids, but okay. No, I mean uh, the one that he was talking to them through. Yeah, that, yeah the that, one that I have. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So that's four. Uh, there is a drone has three upgrades to it, including a silent dr- the the whisper driver, whatever. Um, there is a rifle with silenced sling, automatic, uh, and scope. Okay. There are two pistols that are both silenced, balanced, and extended mag. I wish I had the balanced. I may have to wait. Now I have one. Never mind. All right. Then uh, there's also a tablet. They, they had the drone had a tablet too. They have any bounty on them? They did not have any bounty on them. Uh, all three of them. All three of them. The the casualties you can do a scavenging check on the casualties. All three of the takers from this freelance group all looked like they were pretty down their luck. Like all of their equipment. It's in it's in serviceable order, but none of it's like in the best of shape. Uh, they all look like they're a little bit on the side of hungry. Um, it actually looks more like this was kind of an act of desperation more than it was a what they thought was going to be like the best way to make money. So they've and traveled I'm, a fair distance. Like they've 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 come a long way and are not in the best of shape. Aren't have weren't having the best of luck. I know it's pushing it on my part, but do any of them have any uh, on them? Any what on them? Rations? Uh, no. Okay. And then if somebody wants to make that scavenging check for the casualties, if you want to, you don't have to. You got a higher scavenge, I think. I only got one. I've got a one as well. Um, Whoever wants to do it, then. I'll do it. Uh, it's 11 over 4. Do the casualties have these on, Sean? <laughs> uh, the casualties have... Uh, what was your natural black? Uh, 10. Okay. Jesus. <laughs> Sweet! You don't get ten; you get nine. You can't have more than what there was in casualties. Okay. There, there was nine bounty worth of goods on the casualties. All right, recorded. All righty. Uh, so the next thing that needs to be covered is for next. Um, make me one more of your profession skill checks, sure. and we'll see what you learn from your digging into their ubic. Also, you now have a drone, so good for you. Success, 10 over 3. Okay, Um, so you pull up some conversations that have happened in the last few weeks. Um, Phone calls made and stuff like that. Uh, You find out that um, Longshot used to be part of a National Guard unit that was stationed in North Dakota at the Garrison Dam. This National Guard unit got left behind in the loss and was eventually recruited to become the gun hands down in elevation. Longshot did not uh, take the job, take up with, with the, the unit and go to elevation. He tried to go on his own and go uh, get it back into the recession. In doing so, he uh, he went up to like Minnesota, the 10K Lakes kind of area, and met up with these people called Freelance um, and started working with them. There's the mistake. Because he was part of the same National Guard unit, he had contacts with the gun hand um, to the point that uh, Janelle Thompson, who is the leader of the gun hands, at one point in time actually called him directly and asked him to do some looking into railways in this part of the country. Because he had, he had started moving south from the 10K Lakes region, uh, and so since he was out this way, she was going to see if he could do 
a solid and check some stuff out for. Um, also find out that um, Priceline has some indirect uh, contacts with the shipping hands. Um, he's one of those people that knows a lot of people uh, and has, you know, distant connections to all sorts of people all over the place. Um, and he never got contacted directly by anybody, but he is um, in the spider web of connections of uh, people that do transport services all across the loss, which is what the shipping hands are really known for. Uh, they move goods and services and products and slaves and drugs uh, all over the countryside in the loss. Um, so it's, it makes sense that a guy like Priceline would kind of have some inroads to knowing those people. Um, so he didn't talk to anyone specifically from the shipping hands, but he has had several conversations with people that do the same kind of services that the shipping hands do in the general area out here. Also would have had contact with the shipping hands. Make sense. So basically, enough information to hint that somebody's aware of the situation, but right. not enough information to narrow down which faction. That would be correct. Okay. Um, you also would understand that if it is Leroy Smith, which is the the main guy of the Shipping Hands, um, like you, the Shipping Hands are going to have to be in on it as far as part of like moving all the grain. At some point, Jed is going to have to bring at least Leroy in on it. And probably also, the gun hands to protect the shipments. Correct. And you also already know that the gun hands had been making some excursions out to east and away from uh, Elevation. You guys found that out before you actually did the job, right? If you guys yeah. don't remember, that was information to get. So it is entirely possible that this is all just innocent work on Smith and Thompson's part. Or it could be something far more nefarious. You just simply don't have enough to go off of based on just the information you get from the But you okay. do know that both have been making inquiries out about here in this, this way. Okay, okay, guys. Um, I've rifled through their call history and their message history. Um, and it seems like a couple of uh, two different guys from this group have connections to both the gun hands and shipping hands. Um, now, yeah. Um, Priceline was shipping hands, and the sniper guy, I guess he was called Longshot, he's uh, gun hands. Um, now, it may just be that the groups were doing their due diligence and wondering why the person in charge would be, uh, you know, doing some operations on his own or not, or they could be uh, hoping to get in on this because, uh, you know, eventually the grain's going to have to be moved and protected, which involves both the shipping hands and the gun hands. So maybe they're worried about being cut out of the job and not making a profit off the movement as much as they th hope to. It's it's there's nothing for certain, but someone's at least looking into what we're doing. I'm so I'm confused. It, it seems like the different factions are trying to not get, you know, cut out of the, the future of elevation, but they're going to be a part of elevation. So long as like we all work together. I'm I'm just saying I like I don't I don't know what their end goal is, but it seems like people want to not be left out of this, or at least not are are suspicious that something big is going down. This is way way over decoy said. I'm trying to simplify it with each iteration of explaining. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I, I I think we should share this information with Mr. Jones. Do you, do you guys agree? I say we share it with him when we get back uh, back in town. 
Yes, yes, yes. Agreed. What? <laughs> Get in a truck. Just fucking drive, decoy. Uh, Before we set off, can I salvage their bomb they planted that was, seems like it's Ubik activated? Or, or their very convincing bomb? There sure. is absolutely no bomb to be found. They were totally full of shit and trying to bluff their way through it. Cool. And then they got brutally murdered. They got murderified. Guys, I, I think being a murder hobo is fun. All right. <laughs> Nick, you're going to have to kill the next one. We've all we've all tasted blood except you. I'm more of the the the, the electronics face guy. You you guys handle the dirty work. I'll just make sure that your equipment keeps going and you have all the information you need to do whatever you guys want to do. How many legs? Which you is like? you know slowly go insane as we kill our way across the loss. Uh, there is two legs left, Adam, to answer your question, but you do have. Three points of fuel left, so you can skip it all and get home if you would like. I'm all about skipping it all. If I feel else like is. there's enough people following us. We should just get the fuck home. <laughs> what? You don't want to have a vignette? We already had one. We already had one. Yeah, that's where we, we had our own self-control because we figured out how fucked we were. Oh, God. Very <laughs> fucked. Okay, so you'd spend two points of fuel and four points of rations to get home. We're at home at that point, so it's not going to like kill anybody off to run out of rations or anything. So we don't got to worry about it. Uh, so that was an abbreviated version of the long walk. Um, comments, questions, concerns, anything like that? For one, I'm, I always know what I'm getting, but I'm always surprised. For <laughs> GMing, so, I mean, for, uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. You I, just, I didn't realize that the first game we were going to play, the main uh, thing we were trying to battle was resources and starving to death. So we, it was cool. I liked it. We did pretty well uh, with that, though. Yep, I remembered some of that from the con game, and I tried not to act a lot. <laughs> I remember you, you were in uh, this one, I remembered for sure, and I was like, well, that's going to be a bit of a spoiler, but it'll be all right. Uh, the big deal on this one is that it, with it being not, not able to run every single leg and make it really that big grind fest that it is... I've, I've, I've played it before where we've had to run all 20 legs and the resource management of your rations and stuff really does get like people going like shit we can't we can't like stay off the path we can't go look at anything we don't have the rations to walk and it, it gets really good it is it doesn't do it justice i guess to to do the abbreviated version like this but it's still uh still a good time yeah it, it's very much a long walk sort of thing I don't know, like the concentrated, like, hey, one row, two rations. Like, that started adding up pretty fucking quick. I mean, it, it, it was nothing to laugh at. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, the, 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 the first time I ever ran this and people interacted with the train, like, everybody ended up spending a refresh of rations, like, at the train, which is leg number three. So by like leg fifteen, everybody was like, "Why did we fuck with the train?" <laughs> yeah, it, it helps that like we we've been playing this game long enough where I'm like, "Yeah, we're on leg one, and you have twenty legs." And I'm like, "Okay, so I'm gonna spend one ration here." Well, I also didn't mind doing the train because if we got enough bounty with my merchant spot, I could easily fly us in more rations than we needed with the bounty we were getting. But it was just time, like it, that. That was a very long session. Yeah, that was. It was pretty and, long. And if it uh, wasn't for a podcast and people were doing it at home, I would suggest like just skipping vignettes because that also ate a chunk of time. I mean, yeah. 
this, this job itself is is written in a way that it's impossible. You have to do it over at least two sessions. There's just no way to do it in one. Yeah, like it's one of those things where in elevation it should say, "Yeah, this is a two session job." I mean, I may have actually end up breaking it up. <laughs> When I'm yeah. like, I tell you this, Patreon's going to shit kittens. It's going to be like, no, I will not accept that file. Well, I mean, if you take out the breaks and stuff too, it'll it'll shorten it down. Oh, yeah. I'll condemn, it amazes me. Of course, I'll edit some of this bullshit out. I do look at the ends of stuff, guys. But um, when I truncate the silence, it'll, it'll free up. Like, I guarantee it'll knock 30 minutes off of all this. No shit. Oh, yeah. Um, do you want to do a little housekeeping off, Mike? So we need to do housekeeping off mic. Uh, I do want to just make sure that I, I cover one more thing for everybody um, to include in their in the recording for the, those that are listening. Um, so you get back, you get paid. Um, you express the desire to go talk to Jed about all the shit that you found out so far. But just to reiterate, um, you have found. Um, Instances of betrayal within Jed's own camp, essentially. And a, a direct employee of his was uh, spying on him and tried to steal your shit. I uh, include, once we get back, the whole shipping hands angle. Not that they wanted him to steal from us for the job, but they encouraged the spying of him. I'll include that part this time. Um, you did also find out that not only did they encourage spying on Jones, but they did also um, indirectly lead to a secondary ambush on you guys uh, from a second party. And then there's also possible involvement from the gun hands looking into stuff as well. Um, none of it directly points to somebody trying to stab you in the back and screw everybody over. But for as serious as Jones was taking the NBA concept, like it's not necessarily that the, the, the cat's out of the bag, but people have taken notice and are looking into it. And that puts everything at risk. Uh, but with that, um, we'll do all our, our bookkeeping and, and, and dipping up the funds and all that stuff off mic. Um, hope everybody enjoyed listening and had a good time playing. And we'll see you guys for the next one. Could you Ross Payton it real quick and tell everybody to buy your book? Oh, hey, buy my book. Uh, Elevation and the Veblen Goods Gear Guide, both on DriveThruRPG right now. Go buy it. They're awesome. Well, I'm going to get off here and go buy a second copy right now. One for the missus. I'll see you. <laughs> Ha, <laughs>